If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What up, what up? We back, man. The Rillas Podcast 7. It's your boy C. Diddy. Man, makes me sick. I'm over here getting my nails done. <laughs> Giving itself a little, little, yeah. little quick little manicure, a yeah. little, up, little update. A little update. My nails grow so fast. Since I started doing that biotin and all environments, yeah. my nails grow fast as fuck, man. Shit is crazy. It's going to be like a crypt keeper, you know, uh, oh, stay on top of it. You know what I mean? Man, we are back, man. Today is uh, Monday, October 9th. This is how just oblivious I am. I didn't even realize today was a holiday. It's Columbus Day. Mm. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that's uh, off work. You, you know this isn't called Columbus Day anymore. Oh, it's called Indigenous Peoples Day. I found that out the other day. It was like, yeah, you know, Monday, a holiday. And I'm like... What holiday? And it was like Indigenous Peoples Day. And I was like, I've never heard of that. Hey, that's a fresh one. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, they renamed Columbus Day. And I was like, damn, so the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Wallace. I was like, God damn. Right, Legally. Let's give it up. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Give it up for the indigenous yeah. people. Give some hands, you know what I'm saying? It only took 488 years to get some respect around this, Joe. Paul Mooney said, I knew America was going to shit when the Indians stopped fighting for it. That was when I knew. He's like, you remember our whole lives, the Indians wanted it back. Mm-hmm. You go tell Indians now, yo, America's falling apart. He's like, hey, we, we gambling. Yeah, we, you know? good, <laughs> we gambling. <laughs> we don't want On it On sacred back. land. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gambling. Y'all got that shit. Like, That's crazy, though. Yo, I was watching uh, this movie the other night. Would you let your reparations fight go for a Harris? Fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't yeah. fighting for the rep yeah. now. <laughs> Like, if we keeping it a buck. Hey, I'm, look, I'm, man, we give you a little riverboat. You're like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's off the coast of... Oh, doesn't matter. Dog, off the coast of South Philly. I'll be right in the Delaware <laughs> with a riverboat. Getting to it Getting every day. Getting to it. You <laughs> crazy? Taking a jet ski back and forth from the shore. The boat is not coming back, Jack. <laughs> that shit is permanently docked out there. Y'all going go to gamble to y'all. Y'all going to gamble till you die. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, we tried to be serious for indigenous <laughs> people day. It didn't work. <laughs> Shit me. Oh, man. Indian people dead ass was fighting for America. They was like, listen, man, we get 150 acres and a, and a goddamn resort. Indians was like, run it, Jack. Run, run it. Yeah, right now? <laughs> run, run it. You got 150 acres in that bag? <laughs> you got 150 acres in that bag? Right here, here, initial here. Oh. Yo, Indian history said, run it, We had Jack. a Postmaster General stamp that motherfucker. It's run time it. to go, you man. can't blame run him. It. Can't blame him. Sacred land and a fucking, all these slots. Fuck it. Here's the thing about liberation, right? Liberation comes at the expense of war, of actual fighting, mm-hmm. of legal proceedings, like all of this shit. Um, and typically the end of war... The result of war, rather, is all tied to some form of financial gain or access to some, uh, you know, money money pit or money money tree, rather. That's that the only the two people fighting over it know exists. Uh-huh. Like Ukraine and Russia are going to war right now over yeah. a port. Yeah. You know why? Because that is the only port. In that whole fucking area. So he who controls that port controls commerce, controls billions of dollars inflowing in and out of uh, Eastern Asia, which is what Russia is, right. uh, 
Northeast Asia, uh, which is what Russia is in that area. So motherfuckers will go to war over that shit. Yeah. So it's like, yo, if the end goal is economic freedom and you can obtain economic freedom without having to go to war, run it. <laughs> Can't be mad at them, though. Can't be mad at them. But they stuck together. Yes. And you know they got like laws that are like totally different. Yeah. Like they can bust you in the head with a stick and yeah, just be like, you know, under statute 128C. Yeah. They get into all of that on Yellowstone and all of that uh, on, you know, with Kevin On Breaking Bad too. Yeah. Remember? Like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. yeah because true. it's like, yo, you you know, you literally cross this imaginary line, so to speak. It's a real line, but in theory, it's imaginary. You cross certain imaginary lines. You cross into those, uh, you know, those Indian reservations and all of that. The laws of the land are completely different. Oh, we got our whole own shit over here. Yeah. It's sovereignty. Yeah, and we got the high limit over here. <laughs> <laughs> you want Baccarat in yeah, the back? Right. You go around past. Go around right. Hook a right, right. That's the Papa John's. It's the high limit. <laughs> back right there. at the Papa John's. We got some Baccarat over there. That shit real, man. They really chalked America. Their fight for their land. Just man, give me a what? Mohegan? What? Mohegan <laughs> Sun? You said Mohegan. I like it. I got a ring to it. I got a nice ring. <laughs> Yo, you imagine that? Dog. Mm-mm-mm. Niggas have settled their reparations for a FanDuel ticket to hit. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like, all right, so, all right, so, all right, so I put out 11 and I get back 1700 Run it right now. Let's, let's do it. I'll drop the fight. They could go to niggas and be like, listen, we give you 20 free bets on FanDuel. <laughs> Done. Reparations. Motherfuckers are stuck. Sign off in a heartbeat. Any odds I want. Anything I want. Anything I want. Fuck it. Calling me all goddamn day. <laughs> What you think about Kenny Pickett over two twelve? I'm looking at something here. No. Uh, Russell Wilson nine touchdowns. I'm thinking about teasing it up. What do you? What, what's that looking like to you? <laughs> Calling it Russell's revenge. My homie hit me and he's like, "Yo, I'm trying to put this ticket together." He he sent me the ticket before he put the bet in, and it had Joel and B for a triple double on the ticket, and I was like, "Yo." You know Joel Embiid has only had two triple doubles in his career. And he was like, How you feel about the third one tonight? <laughs> like, I don't feel good. I don't Is he don't, pushing I, point? Like, what's I the don't feel good? <laughs> what's the play here? Like, dead ass. You know, you want to hear an interesting stat that I found out the other day? Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard has more finals MVPs than triple he has doubles. triple doubles. Yeah. Two finals MVPs, one triple-double. Crazy as shit, right? Kawhi Leonard came out in the 2011 draft with Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris has more points than Kawhi Leonard. Crazy as shit. And the perception of the two is night and day. That's what I'm saying. Like, the perception of the two. Tobias Harris has scored more points than Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. No why? Available. (laughs) Crazy as shit, right? Perception is a motherfucker, yo. And that's a great point that you made because that was on that thread that was like all uh, the basketball stories, unbelievable basketball stories that are actually true, whatever. I saw it last mm-hmm. night. And, um, you know, that's what the new media has become. It's all narrative, narrative. driven. Nobody's just getting on there, reading the motherfucking box score. We need to improve here. We need to get better in the trenches. It's all theory, fan theories and, you know, shit like wow. that. That's crazy. It's all fan theories and shit like that, you know, come to life or whatever. And it's like, I remember last summer, 
uh, I think ESPN got hit with one of the ball sack sports stories. They read that on air like mm-hmm. it was some new some news, and I was like, all right, we've gone too far mm-hmm. here because essentially anybody with a verified page could break news, and depending upon you know production schedule, shit like that. People, everybody's trying to be the first one to drop something. Look at how weird it's gotten with like Charms and Woj and all of them. They've had missteps. Mm-hmm. Charms has had to walk shit back. What's the other ball? The white ball? Um, not Charms, not Woj, just another one who be breaking shit. Uh, not McMenamin. No, from baseball. Kirchin. Oh, yeah. He had Tim to Kirch. walk back yeah. some shit. Like, cause it's like, yeah, like they jump out the window, like, yo, here go the news right here. Come to my page. Somebody from ESPN got jammed up with a hockey story a couple years ago, I remember. Yeah. It was like some super yeah. high profile hockey story. And they got jammed up with that shit. And it's like, yo, that you playing a dangerous game. Because essentially you're trusting like, you know, certain uh anonymous sources or off the record people or blah blah blah. Just think, we just had a fucking sports story. We just got told Dame to Philly by Tuesday. By Wednesday, the nigga was in Milwaukee. Uh-huh. By Monday, we got told this on Saturday. By Monday, the talk was he's going to Toronto. Yeah. And then it just did a whole, you know, 720 and just turned Shit, into. Drew Holiday got Milwaukee. traded to Portland. I don't think he went to Portland. They didn't even report. The the drone was he was going to end up in L.A. at one point. Then they was talking New York about Knicks. he was going to talk about end up with the Knicks and all this shit. Then you see him with the Celtics and it's just like nobody knows what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, no. But Everybody's like you, taking an educated guess because there's commerce tied to being right. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's like, and to further your point, you've kind of said it before, there's no consequence to being wrong. No. Anymore. I don't even have to come back on here and say I was wrong. Oh, it's a, it's a new day, baby. Fuck, you still thinking about that shit? That was yesterday. Oh. Niggas got the, got the board up. All right, so now, so this is how we make these salaries fit. Like, yeah. you're not even talking about the fact that he's on a whole different Yo, team. Breaking you news, said, LeBron is retiring. Everybody like, what? This is crazy. LeBron come out. I am not retiring. And I'm coming back from my 21st season. Damn, dog, you said LeBron retiring? What the fuck? Bronny James, highest paid NIL player. <laughs> <laughs> it's just motherfuckers. Narrative. Just, just going with shit. <laughs> fuck it, man. Like, that narrative shit is crazy as fuck. Hey, before we get into the big part of the show, we're announcing a live show. Yes, indeed. Uh, the tickets will, the link will come up on 1010 at 1010. Show is in December. TRPE and friends. Yes, indeed. Comedy, potting, poetry. It's going down. We got art. We got art installations. Going to be food included, liquor included, all that shit. Turn it up. We turning up, man. We got a we got a nice little situation at a very very beautiful venue. We finally got away from these old ass Malcolm X (laughs) theaters. Like (laughs) very very nice state of the art theater place. That's very very nice. Very very beautiful. We're going to uh, put the ticket link up this week, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. 10-10 at 10-10. Be on the lookout. A.M. That's A.M. Yeah, A.M., not P.M. for my hookers. 10-10 <laughs> at 10-10. All my people that come alive in the nighttime. Yeah, for an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, motherfuckers be like, I come alive in the club. Yeah. Be like, I seen you in the club. Sleep. It was, it was pretty dead on. <laughs> it was pretty dead on. Fucking sleep. So, speaking of the club, I ended up on a conference call the other day with... DJ Boo, mm. Talib, and DJ A Boogie just talking about all this different stuff in and around the entertainment industry. And it was just very interesting. I ended up stuck on the phone with these guys for like two and a half hours. And uh, it just was very interesting to hear all of these different perspectives and, you know, different, uh, you know, little stories and stuff that's, you know, in and around shit. And uh, apparently, you know, the nightlife is, is still booming for those that know how to uh, control the market, man. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers is making a lot of money, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you... <laughs> from what I saw, 
you got to switch your pivot. Like we talked about the other day with the whole yeah. Jay-Z, the drug dealer shit. Like, the big club thing, it's still going if you know what the fuck to do. Yeah. When you start talking about these EDM DJs, it's DJs out here getting 50, 60, 70 grand a night. Yeah, for sure. Seriously, to go DJ. So it's like, you got to be making that at the club. When you see a club doing, you know... 150,000 for little Dirk to walk through and all that crazy ass shit. It's like, yeah, like a compound or a live, you can handle that shit. Yeah. But on a low level scale, it's almost like the the term I always use when I talk about shit like this is you ever watch Hoodlum? Yeah, bunch of N- nigger pennies. Them nigger penny scams and schemes add the fuck up and that's mm-hmm. kind of what the hood bars is. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get some little cage hookahs you get some fucking Casamigos and you get some chicken tenders and some barbecue sauce. Right. And man, listen. Keep it real simple, real <laughs> streamlined. And you run your motherfucking movie because niggas are only going to eat but certain shit. They're only going to smoke but three, four hookah flavors depending on what the what the flavor du jour of the month is at that time. Mm-hmm. And they only going to drink whatever liquor is popular. So it's like, yeah, you if you can streamline that and stay ahead of the curve just a little bit, you can make a lot of fucking money, man. I have an unpopular opinion that should be popular shit. <laughs> Casamigos is fucking awful. It's disgusting. It's fucking terrible, yo. I can't drink it. I got a bottle of Casa in my crib right now. I don't know where it came from. And I look at everybody that be so hype about Casamigos. You know, the Casa, the Casa had me, the Casa. And it'd be like, shut your dick eating ass up. <laughs> like, because that shit not good, yo. No, it's not good. And it has, uh, it, it doesn't have a bite, but it has an aftertaste. And I can't deal with the aftertaste on none of them. Like, the Blanco has the least aftertaste, but you'll probably fight a bus driver if you drink too much of it. <laughs> so there's that drawback. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't ready, Because <laughs> it's like, why you on the bus? <laughs> yeah, why you on You drive drove here. I'm on the bus. I'm trying to go through something pussy. Yo, man, you'll fight a bus driver. It's funny as shit. But no, nah, yeah, Casamigos is really not good. I had a uh uh um Julio Reposado the other day, and then Dunbar put me on to the 70. Yeah. Julio, that shit is really yeah, good. That's my preferred is the 70. If they don't have that, I buy repo. Um, and you know, when I'm really getting uh getting sexy and saucy, I drink 42. But honestly, there's not that much difference between the 42 and the 70 or the repo as far as like quality, because Don Julio is the king of tequila. I think that they're uh, you know, they're I think they're the best as as far as like, you know, product line top to bottom. Cause I can even drink their Blanco and I hate Blanco tequila. I got that fucking agave in it and all that shit. But um top to bottom, I think Don Julio is is king of tequila for sure, for sure. Have you ever had the Grand Mayan? No, it looks like a it looks like a a, a jar that like uh, like if you found like you try and get like a genie. No, I haven't. It come had in the joint like that. Shout out the boy, man, free boy, man. Like boy put me onto that shit when I was down South Carolina because he we was at the party and he was like, yeah, man, fuck all these people. You come inside and drink the good shit with me. <laughs> so we went in. He pulled at the the bottle of it. The bottle's like five something. Okay, so it's expensive. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, this is all I drink. It's like he and I, I'm like, yeah, this is a smooth. Is it, a crystal, is it a crystallino? I could look it up. Let me see. Yeah, because once you start getting into Cristalinos and all of that shit, like, that's real elevated, uh, you know, tequila drink. And not a lot of companies uh, produce Cristalinos. I know 1800 has one that's fairly, you know, fairly priced, uh, pretty decent. Um, it's an Anejo. An Anejo, okay. Uh, Grand Mayan Ultra Age Limited Edition, 100% agave, very special tequila. Uh, what was the word you used? Cristalino. Cristalino. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know you should, boy. Yeah. But I remember he he had that drone. I was like, damn, that shit is good. Yeah, because it's like once you start getting into the Cristalinos and the Mezcals and all that shit, and the Mezcal was like, that shit's got megabyte. Like, you gotta be real deal to kill a drinker. Like, I'm about to go fight some chickens, chickens after yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. That, I feed them cocaine. Yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. a that's like a numbing agent. Like yeah. if you drinking Mezcal. Get your teeth done. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, rub that on your gums. Rub that yeah. on your gums. Uh but you know, the Cristalino, super smooth, like, you know, top to bottom, um, Robust flavor and all of that. The, the Crystalinos is like that's when you really, really getting into tequila drinking. Yeah, you know Listerine back in the day was used for like some shit like that, like some yeah. cleaning agent type shit. When I you you do you ever get your uh, wisdoms taken out? I got two taken out. I, I still got, got four, two. I got all four done, and I got them all done at the same time, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, and I ain't like I, when I tell you I was like. I was crying like a little bitch, man. Like, yeah. that shit hurt. And uh, Your teeth was impacted? Yeah. yeah. And they, I'll tell you how bad this shit was. I remember when they pulled my teeth out, the the, the dentist, he was like, yeah, I don't know what, like, I don't know if you're, like, part tiger. Or something. He's like, <laughs> you got the biggest roots I've ever seen on TV. I remember he, because, you know, you can't really touch them. Yeah. But he showed it to me in a cup. It was like, I've never pulled out roots that were, like, oh, my roots was like that. It was nuts. Saber tooth tiger teeth. This one on the right got impacted. Well, they were already impacted, but this one on the right, the blood clot came out. Mm. So, and I could feel it like it was just like it was killing me. Like it was like arrogant. So I had to go back to the dentist. And he was like, they basically have to manual pack it because once the blood clot is going, there's nothing to stop it. So he was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is gonna hurt. He's like, I can't put you to sleep because I just I can't. So I'm yeah. like, what do you have to do? He's like, I'm going to pack it with the brown. It's like a brown sealing agent. Yeah, it was like yeah. a quick, quick, quick creep. But he was like, before that, to clean it, I have to spray Listerine into the the, the sore. Fuck you. And I'm like, is. I'm in my mind, I'm just like, I gargle Listerine every day. You know, whatever. <laughs> Not on the open wound, oh, you don't. <laughs> when he spray, I'm talking about like, you're like, like Mar from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he hitting you with that with that dentist grade oh, Listerine. That, yo, that ain't the store yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that ain't the green joint from the show. <laughs> Hell no. That's the original brown copper joint. When I tell you, he sprayed that Listerine directly in that open wound. Mm. Oh my god, yo, that shit was like the craziest pain I've ever. Like literally, my head felt like it was on fire. Like literally, it felt like my head had heat on it. Yeah, tooth pain is a different type of so thing, remember man. Remember, you had the joint. I had a, had a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> they they like I, I thought I thought they were going to remove the tooth and just fucking do an implant and they like oh no we could save this joint like mm. we got to build it up man that process I was sitting in the dentist chair awake mouth open pause clamp the fuck open with them just building this tooth back up for like three and a half hours then I had to come back two yeah, weeks later when that settled and then they came and then they built the tooth up from the from below the roof. Uh. I'm just like, yo, fuck this. I had, I had Rukin out right here. They had to, because I broke this tooth, biting yeah. on this fucking piece of candy, all stupid. But he was like, yeah, we're going, they basically hollow this shit out, you know, put the post in there. Yep. Then they do the the implant, not the implant, yeah, the implant. Mm -hmm. You got to get that done, come back. They take the the fake cap off. It, it's a whole process. And it just be like, and you slam down your dental insurance. You're like, I got insurance. They'll be like, yeah, we're going to run it. All right, so after the insurance, you owe 5200 And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Right. Would you like a payment plan? <laughs> no, man. That dental shit, crazy as fuck, man. But, yeah, all, all is well that ends well with all that. But like we were stating, TRP and Friends, December 17th. Is it 17th or 16th? 17th. 17th. Tickets on sale, 1010 at 1010. 
Look out for that. TRP.eventbrite.com. We'll have the links everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's for the dog season. It's, how can I say this? Because I have a lot of thoughts. I was I was up last night with a headache writing out all of my thoughts and re- changing and rearranging and stuff like that because I wanted to be prepared today. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, social media is unhinged. And it's all tied to this project, him, people writing think pieces, producers, clapbacks. Like, it's, it's a lot. Going if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Going on and it's all tied to this one thing. I'm going to say this before we get into it. If you think for a second that Drake isn't the goat of his era, or a goat, period, you are sadly mistaken. There is at no other time in rap music where someone, especially someone with this much time in the game, could drop and stir up this much controversy. I don't remember it happening. I remember it being very one-sided all the time. When 50 dropped, it was one-sided. Everybody just listening to it, enjoying it, going ahead about their day. Yep. Same with DMX, same with Snoop Dogg. When Jay had volume two, when Jay had volume three, everybody would just kind of just get it, listen to it, and enjoy it. I remember when uh, Carter Two came out. Every car it felt like when Penrose was riding around blasting money on my mind. Yeah. If I swear, I literally remember saying it sitting on my subs. If I hear, <laughs> if I hear that one more time, I'm a scream. I'm gonna lose my shit. Because everybody was hustling music and everybody was just enjoying the yeah. shit. And the thing with Drake now with this music is like his fans, like the people like me, like you, like his fans, the fans of his music. Are like, oh shit, Drake is dropping. We got a new album of somebody we a fan of. Mm-hmm. But the people who aren't Drake fans Bruh. are like, I haven't been to sleep. Yeah, I've been waiting on this bitch ass to get a drop. I've been, I've been <laughs> up all motherfucking night. All week. <laughs> night. I saw album come out on the sixth. I ain't slept since the 27th. I saw one of the motherfuckers commented was like when Drake was like, album out at 6 a.m. Sorry for all the streaming. The nigga was in the comments like type of shit is that going to move the album back six hours knowing, knowing damn well everybody dropping midnight. I'm like, that nigga's not going to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's not going to bed tonight. And what I see from Drake and only Drake, the people who can't stand him or aren't fans of his music or aren't fans of him have the first opinions and think pieces and thoughts about every single thing the nigga Absolutely. Swear to God, I know 10 Drake fans that I can probably just think of immediately. I saw none of them say anything really this week. But I know that, I know, because I don't even got to go on Twitter. I know the niggas who don't like Drake. Twitter is And unhinged. I guarantee Twitter you they unhinged, was tweeting their asses off. Think about how crazy that is. You a fan of Taleb Kweli, Common, and Farrell Munch. How do you have this much to say about someone you not a fan of? Right. What Ice T say on the joint? We two hours into this podcast. This ain't no radio shot. Mm-hmm. If you listen to me for two hours and don't like me, you are a fucking loser. Yeah. I can't word it any other way. <laughs> I don't listen to certain. I can't tell you about NBA Youngboy last album because I'm not a crazy NBA Youngboy right. fan. Right. I can't tell you about. 
I'm a fan of the idea of Young Boy more than a fan of his music. And it's like I I, I receive certain stuff once it reaches past a certain level. But the stuff that I don't understand or I don't have an opinion on it. You know how I found out about Nevada? When the Phoenix Suns went viral, Mikel Bridges and him dancing to it in yeah. the pregame. I'm like, that song is actually kind of nice. What is that? Oh, that's Nevada from NBA Youngboy. I go download it, listen. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is the song. I like this shit. Yeah. That's how I found out about it. From Mikel Bridges yeah. and Cam Johnson and shit. Was it Cam? That's Cam Johnson. Yeah, like, Cam yeah. Johnson. And uh, what's the tall boy? DeAndre Ayton. When they were dancing to it in the pregame warm That's how I found out about the shit. Because I'm not a fan. So I'm not up at midnight waiting for the NBA Youngboy album to drop out so I can jump online and be like, I hate this fucking music. That's crazy. That's crazy energy, man. That's crazy. And and Drake is one of them people. Honestly, I think he's probably the only one who can make it this much on both sides. Where the people who can't stand him or hate him go harder than the people who do like the nigga. Yes. I've never seen nothing like it, yo. Um, I want to kind of start like this because I got a lot of different thoughts. I know Matt's got a ton of thoughts. Um, but I just want to kind of set the table and saying in life. All disappointment is tied to expectation. I think, generally speaking, all of the Drake detractors have an unreasonable expectation oh, on I, what a Drake album sounds like in year 15. Uh, y'all know I can be very critical of Jay-Z, but I give Jay his props when the props need to be given. Again, you've heard me say on this line on this show before, it's two people that got a line for everything. Jay Who and is Drake. It? Jay, and Drake. Jay and Drake. Jay said, if you want my old shit... You buy, buy my, my old, old albums. albums. Yeah. That's reality. I saw so many people this past week say, and I know you probably seen it, what's the one niggas always go to when a Drake album about to come out? As far as going back in time. Oh, take care. I hope this is a take care. I hope this is a, if you read and this is too late. Here's the thing. Why the y- fuck y'all would trash the, take care. Why would this be... <laughs> Not trying to be funny. Why would it be if you're reading this is too late when if you're reading this is too late came out 10 years ago? Yeah. I didn't have a 767. Why the fuck would this music sound like that music? Yeah, I didn't have a $100 million house. Life was way different. It's insane. And you look at somebody like Jay-Z where it's like, that was us being ridiculous, thinking that Jay was going to rap like 1999 Rockefeller yeah. in 2009 when he had a liquor company. Right. That's just us being assholes. Yeah, we're being obtuse. We're being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Jay said on Blueprint 3, yo, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? You want the old shit? Buy the old album. Yeah, It's there. It's a, whole, it's a the, lot of it. Buy the album y'all fronted on when it first came out. Yeah. You can't look to the new music to sound like the old music because the old shit is over with. I, I look at Drake and I just say, you know, just in being a fan and being a cultural critic and an observer of business, he's always going to touch multiple genres. He's never going to make some seminal rap album. He's not doing 10, 11 rap songs with fucking Conductor and Alchemist. Like, it's never going to happen. No. Like, he serves too large of an audience niggas to want Drake to, the audience Niggas want like Drake that. to do a Lyricist Lounge Volume 1. That's what they want. Like, <laughs> raucous what, records. Like, yeah. What Clint say? You want to keep it real, nigga? You go to rock. Yeah. They, they, that, that's what the fuck they want. And it's like... Shout out Clint Coley, man. He, go, go watch my man Clint stand up definitely too. My watch the, watch the stand up. Um, but it's like, I think that the trap that people are falling into is they're mistaking him having fun for him being uninspired. Yeah. And those are not the same thing. And I think that he's at a point, and I'll, I'll crystallize the point later. 
he's at a point where he has earned the right to do whatever the fuck he wants. And there's only 15 or so artists in the history of music that earned that right to do whatever they want. I'm going to keep it real. Did you see Drake was like, I'm taking time off to focus on health? Drake could have took time off seven years ago. Yeah. He just put out four albums in the last two years. Four in the last deuce. He could have took time off seven years ago. That's Fucking just reality. CLB, honestly, never mind. Her loss for all the dogs. Four albums in a two-year time span. While doing two different tours. Two different tours, and every album is different. Mm-hmm. Like, love them, like them, whatever, hate them, whatever it is. Whatever your criticism or adulation may be, they served all these different audiences. And what people are being disingenuous about is the fact that we've seen this before. Jay-Z did the same shit. The difference is Drake is so talented is that he serves and checks the boxes that Jay-Z went to other guys for. Mm -hmm. Follow me. Sean Paul, Chris Martin from Coldplay. He did a fucking album with Linkin Park. Mm -hmm. That's not for the core audience. That's not for the rock fans. That's for the rock fans. That's for the motherfuckers that's mosh pitting and all of that shit because if you're not expanding your audience, it's automatically shrinking by proxy. Mm -hmm. So as much as y'all love these Nas albums and all of that, y'all don't talk about them Nas albums the same way y'all talking about the Drake albums that y'all supposed to hate. If y'all did, he would sell more than thirty thousand every fucking week. I was about to week. say, for, like, it's funny you say that, but like, when your audience, when your audience isn't growing, it's shrinking. When Nas' audience was growing, hundred and forty thousand first week, hundred and seventy thousand first week, he hit with two hundred thousand first week. After the initial ether shit with Stillmatic, that mean like his biggest first week. After that, you had hip hop is dead, and then life is good, and it's been a consistent decline because the. Arena is getting smaller right. and smaller and smaller to the point now where when Nas dropped, you got 28,000 people. Like, this is the greatest fucking album I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. But it doesn't go past that. Right. So it's like when you're in that position and you're that big, you have to take shots. You yeah. have to go and do songs with Bad Bunny. You have to go and do songs with like. So it's like, yeah, when you look back on Jay-Z's career, Jay did two albums with R. Kelly. Yes. Fucked it up the first time. We got to get it right. That's reality. Jay was doing songs with Mariah Carey. Jay was doing songs with Linkin Park. Yeah. Jay, it, it, it's so funny watching it all happen because the biggest issue with Drake is he's not street. He's not an influencer on some like G shit. He's none of that. Drake said in the song on it, he was like, I just was, I just became gangster now. Right. Like I wasn't doing what, what I wanted. I was doing what was allowed. He kept it a jip, kept yeah. it a buck about it. But at this point now, I run my fucking country. Yeah. That's, that's reality. Seeing people be almost like, fuck you trying to say, just from Jake <laughs> Drake dropping yeah. is fucking hilarious to watch. Yeah. So watching his detractors and the people who hate him have more energy than the people who are just fans and enjoying the music never makes the sense. The hate energy is so pronounced. And again, we're not even into the details in the muck, in the muck of the album yet. No. But the hate is so pronounced that if you are not even fuck a fan, if you're just somebody with a contrarian point that makes sense, these motherfuckers can't handle it. Mm-mm. They can't handle somebody being like, "Well, 
why do he got to capitulate to what y'all want? Y'all aren't the consumer base. Like, y'all fucking, there's there's literally, like, like, he made a business decision based on tangible data. You niggas are not the audience. If you're 45, you listen, if you're 45 to 54, you listen to half as much music as somebody that's 16 to 25. That is fact. That's fact. That's substantiated. All of that shit. So why would I cater to a to a shrinking fucking audience with shrinking market share? It almost feels like to me they're trying to trick him to do what they want so that he can fall off. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as long as he has the numbers, the end justifies the means. Once he don't got the numbers, motherfuckers gonna be like, I told you this nigga. I love the album, but one hundred thirty one thousand. Come on now. Yeah. It's gonna be that shit, and it's like, yo, y'all are trying to put this man in a trick bag. I didn't even really think about it like that. Yeah. Y'all are trying yeah. to put this man in a trick bag, and it's it's subconscious because I don't even necessarily know. It's like some idiot savant shit. Yeah. I don't know that they know that that's what they're doing, but yeah. that's what the fuck it looks like to me as somebody that reads people and understands what's not being said and like underlying conversation as much as like what's being stated it's, there's a lot of energy where it's like yo y'all want this nigga to make like fucking a uh, black star album so he could fall the fuck off because yeah. y'all know that shit doesn't perform commercially yeah i told you a lyricist lounge yeah yeah volume 1 y'all are essentially what he he always touches multiple genres rap r&b pop london grime uk drill Fucking uh, uh, world music, Spanish music, club music, house, all of this shit. He touches all of these different fucking genres. And y'all are basically saying, stop doing all of that shit that rings the cash register and allows you to fucking tour the world and go wherever and everybody knows you. Y'all are essentially telling Shohei Otani, you need the pitch or you need the hit, nigga. Yeah. It was interesting because I was talking with one of my homies and he was like, yo, like, I like, I don't want to say it on Twitter because he's like, I just... I." My thumbs, I, I can't do it today, like, arguing with motherfuckers. But, like, yo, I'm going to keep it real, yo. When I listen to Certified Lover Boy and listen to this new album, they really do have the same come off as Take Care and nothing was the same. And I'm like, yeah, he raps on five to six records, real, real hard rapping. He has four or five records where he's like being real messy and talking about the bad times with hoes. He has interludes where it's like some singer nigga coming in and singing better than him. Yeah. I'm like, it's the same shit all the time. And he was like, I don't get why motherfuckers kind of like, because he was like, keep it buck. Certified Lover Boy is my shit. And he's like, I don't know why people are panning these albums. And I'm like, I'm going to keep it real with you. Drake has a $100 million house. The Raptors practice in his crib. He has a 767, and he's made like a billion dollars on streaming. When motherfuckers have... Li- Drake literally said it in the song. My young boy's richer than all y'all niggas, and they all stream. <laughs> I can't believe y'all sold these niggas these fake dreams. <laughs> I can't believe it. So it's like, once your life... You know what you was talking about the other day on Patreon. People will just make up some shit because they don't know you. Mm-hmm. And they'll judge you based off of what they think. And it's like once your lifestyle gets to a certain point, you become like an antagonist just by existing. Yeah. Just by proxy. Too good, too long, too much money, talk too spicy, we don't like it. And and for what it's worth, Biggie was the first one to me that I can vividly remember in rap where he was talking like down to niggas on some money and experience and shit. Because like even when Rock Kim and all of them was heavy in the 80s, Rock Kim was just like, I'm nicer than all y'all niggas on the mic. Yeah. 
It was yeah. all about the, the rap skills. It was all skill. about the skills. That was it. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. Take seven MCs, put them in a line. Like, like that was that it was, was it was technical skill. I'm more skilled than all these niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The EMC, EEE, don't even try to be. When you come up to speak, don't even lie to me. Like it was that shit. Yeah. Biggie was the Shout first. Shout out Rakim, yeah, man. Yeah, straight up. Biggie to me, you talking about Ice Cube, you talking about KRS, you talking about Naughty by Nature. Biggie was the first one that was like. Crack crab and lobster. Who said mobsters don't prosper? You niggas is actors. You niggas deserve Oscars. Me, I'm critically acclaimed. Slug past your brain. I reminisce on dames. Who? Coochie used to stink. Now we rock house pieces and puffy Gucci links. Like, like Big was the first nigga that was talking like spicy on I rock better clothes, my jewelry better, my car's better, my hoes, what the boss, my hoes better, my clothes fit me better. Like <laughs> Big was the first nigga doing that. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> Jay-Z, being a student in the game, he saw Kane. He saw Rakim. He saw Jazzo. He saw Biggie and was like, yo, I'm getting real. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can do that probably better than him. Right. Because for all intents and purposes, Biggie was a corner boy. Right. Jay was him. So so it's a different perspective. So then when you see Jay get on tracks and say, I seen Rovers roll up with ribbons. I seen them repoed, resold, and then redriven. Like, I, like, Jay talking <laughs> crazy. For what Biggie did and for what Jay did, Drake has gotten to a point now in his music where it's like, Biggie was talking down to the corner niggas. Jay was talking down to the niggas who was making connections in different cities. Yeah. Same night, same fight. One of us cats ain't playing right. I'll let you tell it. You know, that's niggas who getting money and all linking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay was yeah, y'all out here. Y'all out here. I think that's you <laughs> over there, right? You in the bar watching on closed circuit. <laughs> like, so Jay was talking down to like the niggas who play in different states. Yeah. Drake is literally talking down to the richest of rich people. Drake literally on this album, we're gonna get into song by song. That nigga straight said, Y'all niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream. I say, are we slandering <laughs> PJs? <laughs> <laughs> Like we, it's PJ oh, Slick. Like Ross just bought a G550. <laughs> just bought one. Y'all niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream. That's some asshole shit to say, man. You see what? So that type of shit, it's deflating. It's the def- it makes if you if you if you a nigga that just worked the last five years and scraped up your money to be able to afford a golf stream or put the down payment on it or whatever. And then you went and bought one. Then, then you hear Drake on a song with J. Cole that's about to be the number one song in the country saying, you niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream? My young is richer than you rappers in a all stream? Yo, think about it. Let's be real. What the fuck became the car of choice during the PUA and the pool for the PUA and pool ballers? Oh, the lamb chop. The lamb yeah. chop. They call it the lamb chop. Gunner and Lil Baby, what the fuck they constantly was rapping about? I got brand new Michael Mary Denim. Right? What Drake get on a song and say? I never wore, I never hopped into yours and I never, never put on the Marys. I never put on the Marys <laughs> and I never hopped into yours. Now it's a whole Noah Mary movement going on. That's y'all. Cheesy so and Key Glock got a song, Noah Marys. Every time Lil Baby get on his IG story, Noah Marys. <laughs> you got to understand that I never wore Michael Marys and I never hopped into yours. That's real. So Drake is talking down to the richest niggas in the game. Yeah. And it make motherfuckers feel away. People are just like, yo, what the fuck? 
And then you look up and you see the things that are going on. You see the numbers. You see the actual stunts and the things done. Like you said the other day, took the nigga mom out for dinner at the Dodger Stadium. Yeah, over your dinner tonight. We're at 50 yard line so far. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What does this mean? <laughs> I, you know what's funny as shit? I peeped in the new album. Remember when I mentioned to you that Drake had a chrome heart cullinan? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I made the joke in the group chat. I'm like, what's crazy is he got the chrome heart cullin and I never really see him in it. It's just like parked up all the time. In the new album, he says, I bought the chrome heart cullin just to take pictures. I'm like, oh, this nigga must have heard. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga must have heard what the fuck I was saying. I bought the chrome heart cullin just to take pictures. That's an $800,000 truck, nigga. Just put it in front of the house. Yeah, it look good. Stage it. Yeah. <laughs> Stage it. <laughs> Funny as shit. Let's get into the album. Natural yeah, let's, let's, let's get into the album. Uh, of the album, man. Um, I got... My criteria for this album is I got standouts, I got songs that could go either way, and I got songs that I just feel are bad. Okay. I'm with... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Um, so which one do you want to start with? I actually just want to go song by song. We'll song by song? All right, cool. Um, because it's like I got my list here and then I got, uh, then I need the actual. How about I just go list. down the list and you stay with your list? Bingo. And Let's we'll do, do that. that. Let's All right. do that. First, first off, the, the art, the cover art, I'm assuming that's a picture his kid drew. Adonis drew it. So basically in the 8 a.m. in Charlotte video, Adonis is telling the story of it's a goat and he's being chased by these monsters. And he's like, well, who's the goat? You're the goat. Daddy goat or whatever. Uh-huh. So that's the goat on the cover of the album. So he okay. basically took the whole other parts of the art and just left the goat that he drew. I see. Drake is daddy goat. I see now. Um... When I first saw the track listing, I saw the song Virginia Beach. My, my eyes and my ears popped. Everybody kind of went crazy, and I kind of knew to myself, I'm like, that's a setup. Yeah. Because why the fuck with the first song? It, like, it was either one of those like, oh, you want some old other shit, or that's a, that's a setup record. Yeah. So then when I, when I cut it on and I played it, I was just like, yeah, I knew I wasn't tripping. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I love it. I hate it as the first song. Yeah, I love it. I just think for all the dogs, I just think there are so many other songs in here that could have just set the... I think he should have led with more bite. I think, uh, he, no I mean, I'll be honest with you, I think he should have led with Away From Home. I think it would change the perception it would, of the Because I remember. I remember yeah. that. I, rem- I just think that energy of just running down... No, that's a good assessment. All of this shit to get into the point of where you at now, I just think that would have been such a better opening to the album. Because the second that. verse on... Away from home is it might be the best verse tonight. Like he was running. Yeah. The end of that second verse. Who give a fuck Michelle Obama put you on a playlist if you go missing like you was taken? Like he, he like that shit was excellent. Yeah, I think he did himself a disservice um burying that song so deep in the album. Cause I think legitimately, I think 70% of people haven't even gotten to that song. Real shit. Because they're not talking about it. Because the shit that they claim that they want from him is all encapsulated in that song mm-hmm. and nobody's mentioned it yet Bro, in their analysis. That's not, exactly what not I said. one person. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, away from home is my shit. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great record. 
Um, but I like Virginia Beach. Like I, I've listened to it no less than a hundred times. No exaggeration. Literally a hundred times. I love the song. I like the tempo. I like the tone. Um, I can hear Yachty's influence on the production on that record as far as like the sonics and all of that shit. Um, whether he contributed to the production or not, I don't know. I don't have the uh, credits pulled up in front of me, but I, I like Virginia Beach. Uh, Yachty doesn't get enough credit. Yachty's, Yachty is a standout. Um, we, I talked about it on her loss. I gave him his flowers. He did four songs on her loss. Um, I'm not sure the exact number of songs he did on here or what he was, I, but he was around for the whole album. Um, and I think that Yachty's influence on Drake is... I don't have a problem with it. I think that's that's the main takeaway that a lot of the grumpy old niggas with their pitchforks is, mm. is you sound like a better rapping version of Yachty. And it's like, here's the thing. Because y'all aren't in tune to what's going on in hip-hop, Yachty is the most, not one of, Yachty is the most influential figure in hip-hop for the youth right now yeah. when it comes to Sonics, as far as like the music, when it comes to how your music videos look, when it comes to these unconventional um, song structures like Poland and mm -hmm. Striker and shit like that, and all of his shit is hitting, mm -hmm. it's cutting through in a different sort of way. Yachty had a sold out five thousand person show on an off day from the fucking Drake show, yeah. so that shows you the fact that people are mobilizing around Yachty and his new sound and his music, and he was extremely instrumental in being the number one mainstream artist that were trying to help and break artists from the state of Michigan. All of the Flint yeah. guys, all of the he did a whole album with them niggas, yeah. and when he came off a huge album, Lil Boat Two was huge for him, and he came off of that. And fucking did Michigan boy boat did this whole fucking thing with you, the Michigan. Niggas you know what I think is very interesting. Do you remember that cipher from a couple years ago that everybody slammed? It was Twenty One Savage, Uzi, Yachty. Mm -hmm. Remember everybody was like, "This is the worst shit ever." And it's so crazy because you look around now and it's like they're all superstars. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all mega stars. Yeah, craziest shit ever. So so, and I'm not saying that to say that Yachty's like some lyrical genius, whatever. But he is a creative director. He's somebody that understands uh, song structure, flow pockets, and all of that mm -hmm. shit, and how to make a statement with your sonics. Yeah, yeah. and that's his influence on this album. Yeah, the, the Virginia Beach, like I said, I, I it, it's so I, I'm not really a fan of it. But my thing is, it could have just been somewhere else. And when I really got into Away from Home, I'm like, y'all could only imagine if he would have led with that yeah. as the energy from that. That nigga literally said, "What do he say to uh?" Who the CEO of Universal? Uh, the, uh, how the fuck do it go? He said, um, "Who the the CEO of Universal?" They say Lucian, but that just doesn't make sense. Who filling up the piggy bank? Who bringing home the bacon? This shit don't come on vinyl. I'm still record breaking. Like he was running yeah. away from home. So I'm thinking that would have just been a way better statement to start the album with. So, but uh, what's the next track? Amen. How you feel about that? I could do without Amen. I'm not gonna hold you. I I like certain parts of it but it's a slow it's a slow cooking song yeah i don't think it's bad i just I, I i don't miss no sleep if it's not on the album right i'm not i'm not crazy about it but it's one of those like eh, eh, eh. yeah you could do with it you could not calling for you i love it i played calling for you 35 this is times. my favorite song on the album is it really yes i, I ain't this gonna is hold my you favorite song on the album. I, 21 doesn't get the credit that he deserves 21 might be the best feature rapper of the last six years. It's him or Cole. 
Complex gave him. They said he was the best rapper alive like, last year. I'm not trying to be like, funny. And I know this is going to sound wild, and the old boot wearing niggas is going to get mad. <laughs> All these niggas with them brown chuckers on. Yo, 21 Savage has reached like modern day Jadakiss levels of featuring on somebody's rap record. Like, 21 is not going to have a bad verse. And it's the he most smoked, he smoked the Usher record with Summer Walker. Like, and, and I said it the other day. I'm like, yo, 21, the most simplest rapper ever. And it never give a bitch your dot. That's how you get shot. Like, <laughs> you like, damn, now that you like, mentioned it. Damn. <laughs> Don't give him the dot. I like, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, he is so simple, but it makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. I fucks with 21. And the, the interlude on this album. If you haven't, I, I, <laughs> if you're not aware of this shit, I still can't believe you tweeted it. Everybody has, because they were, they, did you know they, apparently Kev was like, people been putting plane emojis. <laughs> they were putting pictures of the plane <laughs> in the shit. Like, should have took Air Drake next time, nigga. So, you know, the album kept getting pushed back. And whenever this happens, it's always speculation. One thing I will say is, SZA and Drake just dropped. Mm-hmm. That's a debut at number one, which puts him one away from tying Michael Jackson. So I thought it was interesting for him to come right back and in a song say, niggas wondering when this going to be repeated. What the fuck, bro? I'm one away from Michael, nigga. nigga beat, beat it. it. Like, he, it felt like he kept pushing the album back to just add well, they, He said that him and Cole finished that song the day before. I could believe on the it. the 5th. I could believe it. So he, he has this song, and in the interlude, there's a girl complaining about the fact that she had to get on a plane to go see him. You lied to me. And He told me that first class was sold out. She thought first class was sold out, and then she wound up sitting in coach, and it was a bunch of first class seats open. I sat at the back of the plane. So push a T the other day for what I, and again, <laughs> old niggas at times just don't, not right now. <laughs> this is one of those situations where you probably just should have called America. You should have just had your assistant deal Call with the that hotline. shit. Like. But Push got on Twitter, because again, handle your issues <laughs> on social media. He got on Twitter and he added American Airlines in a, in a situation, I guess he had a dispute where his agent booked the first class flight, but then he got there and there were no first class flights, so he had to sit and coach. And he's like, yo, this is crazy for me to sit and coach. Like, why would you let my agent book a first class if ain't no first class seats? American Airlines hit him back like, yo, we, we, we'd love to fix this, handle your troubles. Why don't you DM us? And he's like, I ain't DMing nothing. Just hand my, my agent to handle it. But for me to sit and coach with no lean back is crazy. And the Drake, Hashtag Poverty hashtag Airlines. Poverty Airlines. And the Drake constituents just swarmed on that fucking joint. I'm just like. It's too easy. I'm like, push the shit in the tweet. I don't understand why he hasn't deleted it. Old niggas don't understand. Like, I don't like. There's a delete function on the tweet, bro. Yeah. Just hit the three dots. Yeah. Delete that yeah. joint. They gonna screenshot that the tweet is deleted. <laughs> yeah, but, but still, but still, get you know? that joint out of here. So people are are speculating now that Drake added that interlude because of now. I don't think that I was in coach. I looked. <laughs> there were so many seats in first class. <laughs> It was like 12, 14 seats. I don't think that, but it is funny as shit. It's it's ironic as fuck. It's ironic and it's hilarious <laughs> as shit. Because at the end of the day, the, the boy do got a 767. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Shout out to Eric Drake. Fear of Heights. Uh, Where did I have Fear of Heights on my list? Uh, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember Fear of Heights. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't need it. I was about to say, I don't need it at all. Yeah. 
So let's add that to the uh, get that out of here list. Yeah, I don't remember shit about that song. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need fear of heights. Who is this man? I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I do not who this know who this man is. Daylight. Daylight, I actually like. I like Daylight. Yeah, I played Daylight a lot the other day. Daylight, I actually like. It's a good album-filling song. It yeah. shouldn't have been number five, but it's a good album-filling song. It's at this point, to me, the album kind of takes a shift. You got First Person Shooter with J. Cole. Yeah, this is the, the album goes on a on a roller coaster yeah, up at this point. Yeah, serious incline. Um, people are mad at Drake for not doing some lyrical miracle spiritual shit on um on this record with J. Cole and Cole murdered him and this and this and this. And is I, that really what? That's people, that's the narrative. I've seen rappers do whatever, and it's like here's the thing. Here's the trick that y'all be falling into. Y'all don't understand that there's more than one way to control a track. You can control the energy of a song. You can control the lyrical content. You can control the tempo, the flow pockets, different stuff like that. And I think that although Cole's verse, let's call it more uh, more rapidly rap structure to his verse, I think Drake had the more memorable parts. When you start, when you talk about that breakdown and all that, niggas got mad at the phone, the phone shit that he said. I opened my phone. It's like twenty things. Niggas got mad at that. I'm just like, yo, Why? yeah. Cause they don't get no pussy. That's why, right? <laughs> and, and it's like, and, and that's what it's giving, man. Like, y'all niggas gotta fuck more, yo. Like, cause y'all just be mad at the craziest shit, dog. Like, niggas was mad about that. Don't be getting on no song with J- with with Jermaine Cole talking about what's what's in your phone log, nigga. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> niggas said this, like. I'm just like, yo, y'all are too deep, man. Y'all about to come out on the Shut other the side of the rabbit man. hole. <laughs> Don't get on the fucking song with Jermaine. <laughs> Talk about your call <laughs> Cole is trying to murder you. And it's yo. like, I'm here's the thing. Yo, I'm Drake man. already. Duh. Like, I can't be murdered. Dog. I'm Drake Duh. already. Dog. Nadine, Christine, Justine, Kathleen, Charlene, Pauline, Claudine. Man, I pack them in his phone like, like some sardines. sardines. And they send me naked pictures. It's the, the small things. things. You niggas still taking, taking pictures, pictures on, on a golf stream. stream. My young is richer than you rappers and they all stream. I really hate that y'all been selling them them false dreams. Man, if your pub was up for sale, I'd buy the whole thing. Nigga <laughs> was talking nuts. Y'all, like, y'all are lying. Y'all are lying. That nigga was talking crazy. And then my favorite line of the whole album, will they ever give me flowers? Well, of course not. They don't want to talk about that because that's a soft spot. Like, he was talking nuts on that. I, I didn't know that that was no, a narrative that's, a thing, that's being man. pushed. That's a thing, When bro. that energy, when that beat seen switched. People, good people. Oh, man. Saying cold smoke, man. I'm just like, well, what version of the song y'all oh. got? Because I don't have that one. No, oh, I told Jimmy Jam I used a Grammy for a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, niggas is lying. Yeah, straight up. Y'all are lying, man. I literally, I, and I, I listened to the song 28 times, and I'm like, J. Cole did his J. Cole thing. He rapped lyrically, and it was great. But when that beat switch, it's undeniable, the energy. And like you say, Lil Wayne did that shit for years. Yep. Controlling the record. Not with what I say, but with what I do. There, you are lying if you say that that beat switched and you didn't feel that shit. Yeah. You got you one of them Gulfstream niggas. Yeah. It's the only explanation. It's impossible, dog. Oh. Yeah, I, I think they both got busy. I think um, they both got off. I, I, I think felt, they both got off. I, and I like, 
you know, call, call me what y'all want, man. Like, I like Drake performance a little more because he's a dickhead. Like, he's yeah, a he's a jackass. He's a jerk. Yeah. Like, I, I like, I told my girl, I like assholes. She's like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Listen, I was like, I listen, do. Like, listen, if you as a rapper can get on a rap and straight say, you niggas still taking pictures on a golf stream. Cut the album off. And mean it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Cut the man. album off, man. I, like, yeah, yeah, that that that's that's one of those Jones. If I was on Twitter, I'd be arguing with niggas because I'm not going. I'm not buying. I'm not going. Yeah. You know how they lift the fucking trailer up? Let's start spitting <clears throat> the 200. I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying. You are lying. And the thing is, a lot of a lot of these, you know, these takes that people have, man, it's you know, it's fashionable to hate on Drake. So that's the first thing. Let's so let's set the table with that. That's the motherfucking tablecloth. Woof, woof, woof. Yeah. We're gonna put the tablecloth down, we're gonna set the cutlery and all of that. We can set the table with it's fashionable to hate on Drake. And it's gotten so fashionable that niggas can get shit off where it's like y'all are just lying. Like yeah. y'all can just lie on him and it's cool because it's it's fashionable to dislike the nigga. So it's like people just gonna be like they're gonna champion your bullshit take that's not rooted in nothing. I I Drake has these super rapidy moments like away from home. Like what's the joint he just did with Ross? Uh, uh trying, 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 trying. Lemon pepper. Lemon pepper freestyle. He for, reset the matrix with lemon pepper freestyle. 4 p.m. in Calabasas. He has these rapidy rap moments and he does it in those joints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 6 p.m. in 8, 5 a.m. in Toronto and 6 p.m. in New York. He has these. What was the joint at the end of the Drake and Future joint? Uh 30 for 30 freestyles. Mm-hmm. He has these rapidy rap moments. Drake understands making a fucking smash where it's like, I'm going to rap, but understand that you're going to feel the bounce and the flow more than the rapidy rap part of it. Did you see when he performed at Yachty concert from the balcony and he performed yeah. the Travis Scott yeah. shit? They lost their fucking Dog, mind. You want to you know a crazy take I saw yesterday on Facebook was like, damn, that's crazy. Cole saving Drake. Um, what, did she, what did she say? Cole had to really come and save Drake because he would have looked crazy to not have a number one with this album and all the hype around it. And I'm just like, J. Cole doesn't have a number one. <laughs> Drake is one away from Michael. Slimey Wild was just number one. How the fuck did we get here? <laughs> it's just like, nobody makes sense. It's fashionable to hate on Drake. No one makes like, sense. It, it's like, if you think Cole is saving Drake with this record... You are out of your fucking. Doesn't mind. occupy enough space, and I and no. I've said it here. I think J Cole, when he fucking take them showers, motherfucking steam them clothes, oh. he's the best rapper alive, oh. or at least in the running, in the contention. He's he's no less than three. Sometimes he's one, sometimes he's two. These niggas all switch around. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Um, it's it's like five niggas that were vying for those spots or whatever, but the mainstays out of the five are Cole and Drake. Uh, Kendrick's spot is interchangeable. Sometimes Lil Baby's Lil baby. the third nigga. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Young boy, get on a good run. He might be the third nigga, whatever the case I may think be. Dirk was Dirk, toying Dirk was with toying with it. He kind of regressed a little bit. Um, but no, say that's like that's like that's a crazy take. Yeah, first person shooter is probably gonna be the number one song in the country. Um, if it is, congrats to Cole, your first number yeah. one. Drake will officially tie Michael most uh, number one thing. It'd be fourteen number ones. Mm-hmm. 14 number ones in a span of a couple years when you couldn't go number one is crazy. Yeah, that's a, number two, number two, number man, four, number three. Yeah, that's a wild run to be on. Um, I don't give a fuck featuring Yeet. I love it. At, yo, straight up. Yeah, it's one of it the best. It sounds like some James Bond type shit. It's one of the best shit. records on the album. Yeah. And I'm happy for Yeet. 
Yeah. Like, straight up. And this is the Drake effect. Like, I can take the biggest rapper out here and get him his first number one, then I can take Yeet and put him top ten. Yeah. Like, this is just, this is what we do. And here's the thing. There are artists, this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but there are artists out here that are not mainstream, but they're mainstream to their audience. Mm -hmm. People like Yeet, people like Playboy Cardi, people like... um, Bryce and Tiller. Like certain, like to their audience, they're the greatest. Mm -hmm. Frank Ocean is one of them guys. Like, Uh, 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 It's somebody else that's like right there on that joint right now. Um, Somebody was talking about him the other day. Gideon. It's like yeah. that. You're like, yeah. yeah. To his to their audience, they're the greatest. And their audience only fucks with them and people that they, they know fuck yeah. with them. Nav is another one. Like they audience is their fuck. Like, I don't know where they got these fans from, yeah. but they their motherfucker. And and the, the Drake perfect assessment. The, the Drake Yeet collaboration is a chess move in putting him directly in that 16 to 25 demo. With one of the kings of that shit because Yeet is knocking out 90,000 first week yeah. like it ain't no thing. Yeah. And motherfuckers don't even know who he is. Have you realized just how like the Afrobeats world, like they kind of like flip on motherfuckers for working with Afrobeats artists? Yeah. Have you seen that shit? Yep. Where like they got mad at certain motherfuckers for They're trying to. very protective. Yeah. The audience yeah. is very protective of those artists. Straight up. I was reading this shit the other day for like people working with Burner Boy or working with, uh, what's the other one right under Burner Boy? Um, this kid. Nah, the other one. It's a Rima, 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 Rima. motherfuckers Rima. like yeah, like they like oh here here comes so and so trying to catch the wave and that like they don't they don't like that shit. Yeah, Selena Gomez got a fucking song with one of them. Uh, I think with Rima. Yeah, yeah. and Rima. I was looking. I'm like yo, I'm like damn, the Afro beat boy had to come save. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba da ba ba ba. White yeah, queen, yeah, like. straight up, straight up. But I like I don't give a fuck a lot. I, I got, fuck with that record. I got like, that as one of my joints on there. My my what like no bullshit. As far as the slow down songs, seven nine six nine dog. I I listen, man. The 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 full execution of seven nine six nine is so fucking good because his lyrical content is a is a a plus. Dog. Then it transitions that into Tizo. And then it transitions into B-A-R-K radio with Snoop Dogg, which is a callback to W. Niggas didn't even peep that for all the dogs. And you got the whole easy DJ Easy Dick from Doggy Style album. Like, Drake knew what he was doing. Then later on in the album, you got the the George Clinton Mm -hmm. skit. What's on the top of your house? Roof. What's on the inside of your mouth? Roof. Yeah, straight up. So it's like you got Snoop Dogg, Atomic Dogg. like Straight up. So there that, is some that, execution going on here. That and that that dogs will be dogs. It like, sounds so delightful. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why is it only 30 <laughs> seconds? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was excellent. And then you know what else I really peeped? Tizo doing that with the B-A-R-K radio from Snoop. It almost makes slime you out sound better. Yeah, because, because it sets the, it up. It, the, the the setup was it, it like it got me like playing slime you out a lot T- more. Tizo, um, is a super talented artist, writer, and all. They signed to RCA. He worked with Janelle Monet a lot. He was, uh, I think, the only feature on her recent album, whatever that he put out. And he essentially is sliding into that Ty Dolla Sign spot, the same spot that Ty Dolla Sign occupied for Scorpion. He's occupying yeah. for for the dogs, where it's like I'm featured on this song, and then I'm an interlude on this song, but it's a secret. Right. It's not. 
it's not exposed, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's just for the point of carrying forward, like, the message right. of the fucking album. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, 7969 is, is my shit. Slime you out, I don't think we really have to go into that. It's number it is one what it is. song in the country. It's SZA, it's Drake. Um, it's gotten, there's definitely gotten better over time. Yeah, the month breakdowns is excellent. Um, you know, it's... Drake on there said, you lucky I don't take back what was given. Because I could have you on play- payment plan to you 150. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sound like an asshole to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I actually got put on to this song. You know what I'm saying? Bahamas Promises. I love it. I got, like, I, I had to listen. And this is, this is, it's funny that you say this. Getting pussy. Yeah. Talking with women and having women really express certain things, you understand why Styles said bitches buy records, but niggas do what bitches do. Mm-hmm. They control the narrative a lot of times. They are the energy. Yeah. Drake said it best. They're the muses for the music that we're making. And hearing like women explain like Bahamas Promises is just like, ah. Then you look at it from like a different perspective and you like, shit, niggas talking crazy on here. Yeah. Bahamas Promises is dope, man. I've been there. I've been there, and that's the reality. You be, like, having to really, really put yourself in these positions. And that's where I was going to go with a song and a couple songs. But, like, that shit is real. I was literally in the Bahamas having a horrible time. (laughs) I wasn't in the Bahamas for my joint. My joint was more like uh, Mohegan Sun promises. (laughs) I was in the Bahamas having a terrible time. So I hear Bahamas promises. I'm like, this nigga is triggering me. But it's hard. And that's just the reality. It's hard to understand Bahamas promises when all you had was Atlantic City promises. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that's reality. You know what I mean? Uh, tried our best. Not, I, I like it. I'm not crazy about it. I like it. But it's cool. If it comes on, I'm gonna let it rock. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the I'm, whole point of like, you know, explaining to a girl, uh, you know, I wanna go back and do shit that I've done already. Without you. Without you. Because I hate you. Yeah. And you ruin everything. You ho. Yeah. yeah. I've been there too. I've been, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. That's a strong message. Yeah. <laughs> no, big dog does things. I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, Screw the world interlude. Um, I liked it, but it's like, I can't give it a rating. Yeah, it's, a, it's DJ Screw. DJ Screw. Rest in peace, Screw. Yeah, like, like how, what I'm going to say? Fuck Screw. Yeah, it's, like, it's an old to Houston. It's Screw. Yeah. Like... Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Drew Picasso. You take this. (laughs) You take this one. PTSD. Yo, like (laughs) when I when I first heard it, I kind of like heard it and like glossed over it. It's it's currently like by the numbers, it's the most slept on song on the album. When I I heard it, I kind of just like you know it it just kind of wafted over. Yeah. Then I like played it again and I like I heard what was being said and then I was just like wait a minute I played it again and then I'm really really thinking about it like I was everything when you was like let me shut up <laughs> Drew Picasso is one of the ones it, it, it's it's I know I got Kev and Dunbar and Anwar essentially on standby for their legal representation. Yeah. Kind of want to sue the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Kind of want to sue the nigga. Had to hack my iCloud. <laughs> kind of want to sue He knows what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? 
What Patrice O'Neal say? I don't condone violence against women, but I condone thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog. And that that's a reality, though. Like, if you've never been in these situations, you don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's on. Remember when he did Good Girl, The Good Ones Go Bad? Remember when he did... I always talk about... Look what you've done for me. Rod, like, dog, there is no way on earth you can hear that and not think about everything going on with, like, a mother. You're, you're lying. Yeah. It's just impossible. So if if you've never been in one of these situations, like uh, Bahamas Promises, like you said, I've been there. I've been In there. the Bahamas. Literally in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas. Why the fuck are we here? Dog. 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 I did that with my ex. Like, we in Miami. Like, yo, this is... This is retarded. Yeah. Like, you ever been on vacation at a place far away and you like, I'm about to just drive home? <laughs> I'm about to run Let me get one her. of them city bikes. <laughs> hoof it home. Oh, with a basket and one gear. Calf's going to be busting by the time you get home. Shins on fire. Yeah, I can remember being in Miami and straight like, yo, man, I swear to God, soon as the sun come up, I'm running through that hurts like OJ and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Like, that's real. If you never been through these situations, then yeah, you probably just like, come on, nigga, rap. Tell me about 40s, like Nas, like do something. Yeah. It's that shit. There's no way you can listen to this music and be Tell like, me about the lyrical miracle spirituals in your swimming pool. Dog, dog, no. Drew Picasso is a fucking masterpiece. I got it up there with like the real her from Take Care. Mm, that's high praise. That, that's how it feels where it's just like, Yo, how are you hitting these bullet points about this shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, seriously, dog. Nah, that's a great point. His bullet point game is crazy. The bullet points don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> the bullet point game is crazy out I'm here. I'm the one you was wishing for when you was married. That tale wasn't much of a fairy. Christmas, it wasn't that merry. You a trophy like the Larry. Come on, dog. Said we got each other's back. You put the knife in it like the kitchen drawer. Way I'm feeling on this album really took it easy. I could have written. I could have written more. If the shoe was on the other foot, it would have been guerrilla war. Since you know I got a soft spot for you, we on a civil war. Come the fuck on, man. Mm. Artists hitting on you broke as fuck. I swear they probably living out in Singapore. Stop playing, dog. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> mm. That's I hard. The, I seen the athlete you rolling with. Last night he didn't score. <laughs> fuck, I got a little more. <laughs> Show you spots you never been before. It's fucked up. We was going once. Now you're twice like a bidding war. Like <laughs> You were still listening to R. Kelly and the whip, baby girl, but I don't judge you. I'm going to end this shit. Let 40 beat play before I snap on you. Like he <laughs> Drew Picasso was that. That's the joint for me. That's a, I drew Picasso. I, t- I took a breath. I'm listening to podcasts. Or something. <laughs> See why he's talking about <laughs> over on the podcast. <laughs> drew Picasso, one of the ones, man. That's a great fucking record. It's like Jaded from the Scorpion album. Like, and he got those records where it's like you listen to it and it just sounds like a record. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and listen. Pipe Down was like that. Pipe Down was another one. You listen to what's really being said and you like, wait. I want you to see what you see when you see Chanel when you see me. That was hard. Like that hit, and you just like, shit. (laughs) Like, because we've been there. Yeah. We've been there. 
And that's another thing that I think is dope about the music that Drake always make. And that's a, a point. We're going to get to that later with like the insults and the shit. There's no 24-year-old that is experienced in this shit. No. So to say it like, oh, you making music for kids, it's like, no the fuck you're not. Yeah. This is adult music. This is grown-up shit that we're dealing with in these records. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Niggas don't get enough pussy, man. That, dog, gonna, that's going to be the theme of the show. Dog. Gotta have some more sex, guys. <laughs> uh, Gotta have some more <laughs> sex, guys. Just being real, man. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real, man. Like, gotta get your fuck game up, fellas. <laughs> Yo, real talk, man. <laughs> Members only with party next door. I love it. I, I think it's an A plus. Fuck with yo, party party's another one of them niggas where it's like, yo, party don't really do nothing. You go to the party concert and it's eight hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> party is one of them niggas that on the come kill everything. Yeah. What was the first one I came on a party with? Uh what was the uh, uh damn, I can't remember the name of the song right now. It'll come to me. I was always like that when we recorded. But I love this record. I thought it was excellent. I think party. I think it's a A plus plus. I, I, I thought that shit was excellent. Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be good. It's called what would Pluto do? Yeah. How could you not? How could it not be? I wrote this down. Matt came with notes. Y'all ain't fucking around today. Shit is serious business. Girl, you got to pop that on me like a coat. I swear I want to crack behind your back like a joke. Swear I want to lift you up high like your hopes. Swear I want to tear you out the box like a coach. Get inside and Benedict just like the Pope. Girl, you got me begging for a 10 like I'm broke. Girl, I want us hanging in the summer like a coat. Girl, I want to slide in your box like a vote. Trying to have you coming out your shell like your yoke. But you out here fucking with a nigga that I, I know. know. Again, you gotta have more. You sex. Gotta have more <laughs> sex, folks. Like, and this is what I was talking about last week, and it's actually perfect timing that this album dropped when it did because. When I say, like, yo, niggas think that this whole hit and shit is all shits and giggles, mm -hmm. when in reality, it's a lot of trauma Duh. attached Duh. to this shit, man, because you find yourself in situations. I'm not built for the savage life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the dock of the bay, <laughs> thinking about your choices and where the fuck you went wrong. Like, this shit is not easy. You know Duh. what I'm saying? Duh. Niggas don't know what it's like being in love with two best friends or two fucking cousins and trying to navigate that shit. Like, that shit ain't... That shit ain't easy. Because uh, you're trying to do the right thing and you can't because the scoundrel in you fucking takes over. Another I'm saying too much, dog, man. Dog. I'm geeking off of my pride. I lost my Sprite deal because Wayne kept pouring a five. Like, niggas, like, I, I, I'm lost as to what music motherfuckers be listening to. I heard that last verse on What Would Pluto. I'm like, God damn, nigga. <laughs> like, God damn. Let y'all here fucking with a nigga that I know. Oh, I want to slide in your box like a vote. He said, I want to tear you out the box like your coach. <laughs> Niggas just missed all of that. And it ended with, but you out here fucking with a nigga that I know. I've been there. No, yo, yo. I've been there more times than I like to count. I think everybody has. <sighs> everybody hasn't. 
Well, no, because yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, because <laughs> look, because yeah. look at the analysis. Yeah. yeah, they haven't. Yeah, yeah, y'all gotta take them big ass boots off. Like, yeah. ser- like seriously, man, seriously. You get rid of the Gore Texas, yeah. like pussy will find you. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Hey, why you got on New Balance boots? <laughs> <laughs> are those? Are those are those Air Max boots? Oh, <laughs> Remember Nike made the Air Max 90 dog, boot? Like, dog, is that an Air Max 90 dog, boot? Dog, that, that That little part of the album from I Don't Give a Fuck, 7969, Slime You Out, Bahamas Promises, Tried Our Best, Drew Picasso, Members Only, What Would Pluto Do? He put belt to ass. I belt to ass. I'm like, dog. Every, it was like every record just kept getting better and better yeah. and better. And then more realistic and more realistic where it's just like, God damn, I've been in that. God damn, I've seen that go down. Shit, niggas still got, still got some PSDs now. <laughs> 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 like, God damn. Like, straight up. Uh, all the parties with Chief Keef. I could have did without this, this song. This is one of those songs where it's like, it's like the Chief Keef song on Yeezus. Where I like it if I like it, but when I don't like it, yeah. I'm not really. I could have did it without, and I love Sosa. I think Sosa's an icon. I think he's, you know, one of the most important figures in rap in the last 10 years. Like, I think he. I, I like the he, way they use the Sosa shit in 7969. Yeah. I don't like don't that shit like, you did to your lips. Don't like, like, I like that yeah. more than I like this a little bit. Blame it on you being 25. Yeah. That's some shit that me just doesn't fly. Yeah, straight up. I don't like what you did on them trips. Don't like. <laughs> I thought the way they used so so seven nine six nine was better than this. Yeah. Shit. You know what I mean? Um, Eight a.m. in Charlotte, masterpiece. Uh, absolutely, it's it's Drake. I've on- I, I, I watched the video and listened to the song two hundred times. I find myself finding shit different shit like reading the lyrics listening to the song and watching the video all give me a different experience to be totally honest like that's not me guessing it like he's on some like lyrical wizardry on this song um there's a couple like a couple lines that i'm like i don't know if i like do we like this i'm gonna ask you do we like this line do we like the uh uh where the fuck is this shit at On this song? On this song, yeah. Oh, there's so many lines. You, this is what I, why you find it. This is the reality of it. I'll put Drake up against your favorite rapper, and I know he's going to beat them. That's just a reality. It's like six niggas out who rap better than Drake, and three of them aren't even active. Right. That's just being, re- that's just being realistic. Lil Wayne raps better than Drake. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Jay-Z oh, raps better than Drake. I know that for a fact. Nas is a better lyricist than Drake. But when it come down to this shit, like talking that double entendre and that triple entendre shit, it ain't too many people that can catch him. He said it's weighing heavy on my moral scale. It's weighing heavy on my moral scale, knowing they're going to sell another Citizen Kane. They think they Orson Welles. Nobody court that. No, nobody. I know you didn't catch that. I literally asked three different people, what did he mean? I mean, you know, Kane was Undertaker, brother. <laughs> and again, reading that, reading the lyrics versus hearing the song versus watching the video, I got a different understanding but I just of know it. Most motherfuckers have never watched Citizen Kane. Oh. I just know it. It came out in the 30s. I know you haven't seen yeah. it. 
So you don't know who the fuck Orson Welles is? Yeah, you don't know that Orson Welles wrote, starred, and directed fucking Citizen Kane. It's just so many little double and triple entendres where it's just like... There were two lines that I'm I'm on the fence about. Tell me if I'm tripping, if we like these lines or not. I'm going to go with the general consensus. You're my consensus in the room. Okay. You trying to rob me, and it's going to feel like you sitting at your favorite restaurant because, nigga, that's That's where you dine at. Do we like this line? It's one of those. It's a reach. It's a Houston dine. Dine. It's one of them. That that. That's that, where you dine at. That, that twist on the end of the word. If you reading it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Hearing it though is just like. But that's why I'm. On, that's why I'm saying I'm on the. I'm. I'm willing to be swayed. I liked it. The I, the I, rat I thought, nerd in me is like I don't like that line. I thought it was it was catchy because he's a Houston adjacent, adjacent nigga. nigga. Yeah. So it's like. Try to rob me, and it's going to feel like you at your favorite restaurant, nigga. That's where you dine at. In the flow of what was going on, it made I sense. like it because... As a standalone, if you remove if, what's above it and below it... If he ended the verse with that, it'd be like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But just in the flow of the verse, it wasn't like he was trying to hang on that line. Because so, so, honestly, the big line of that verse is 21 got his... Uh, 21 got his passport, passport straight, straight out, out of the consulate. consulate. <clears throat> Wherever I go, you go. Nigga, we Yugoslavian. So many Czechs old, it's like we Czechoslovakian. What the fuck? That was the, the line he hung So on. because it's a filler line, a filler line. We, we give it a pass. I give it a pass. I, I'm, I'm willing to accept that. That's where I was And at then my way. other one was that I'm on the fence about. Uh, y'all can tell me too. Let me know when this, when this episode drops. Mob ties. I swear we like a bitch with fine sisters and fine cousins. The family all bad. I don't know if I like that line. It's kind of ass. I thought it was like cheesy, catchy. Yes, so like it's, 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 it's some gouda on there. It's like, like what's who's a bad bitch to you? Megan Good. Megan Good. You go pick her up for a birthday, and she got a tiara on. <laughs> but it's Megan. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like it's one of those cheesy, catchy lines. I wouldn't let any old body get away with a tiara for their birthday. <laughs> But Megan Good can put it. All right, come on, baby. Nah, Where, bring your sash. To- that's, that's from Tiffany. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. So now Lathan can come out with a tiara on. I ain't going to be like, yo, take that fucking tiara Yeah. Fuck is wrong with you. Fuck is wrong with you, Sanaa. Like, no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You get what I'm You're saying? You're 50. <laughs> it's one of them, like, it's cheesy catchy. All right. With that being said, even with these two lines that I don't know if I, I don't know if I like or not, I still give the record an A+. Like, it's still an A+. Even with me being, like, a critical rap nerd, I still give it an A+. I say we got to talk about us like Jordan Pill. No, I'm getting under your skin like an orange, orange pill. pill. Now a silence in the land. No, and now your words don't match your actions. Like like a a foreign foreign film. film. Now Now a silence silence in the land. Like the horror film. We can pack it up after that. (laughs) We we, we can go go to the pub. You know what I'm saying? Gastro pub. Get a burger. Yo, things getting quiet after me stating the obvious. Shit get really kinky after 15 years of dominance. Niggas missed that. (laughs) Niggas missed. Niggas missed the dominatrix shit. Like talk that dominatrix shit, Aubrey. (laughs) Niggas missed that chunk. 
The fuck is the fuck? Yo, shit get really kinky after 15 years of dominance. That 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 nigga, he it's just rapping. And that's the crazy part. Y'all want that. And a lot of it is o- it's open-ended. Like mm-hmm. it's like add your own interpretation to it, but it's like it means this, but feel free to add your own interpretation yep. to it. Yep. <laughs> like long kiss goodnight, PDA for my nemesis. Just a lot of those where yeah. you're just like, huh? wait, what? Yeah, three hundred acres, PGA on the premises. PGA on the premises. That's what's really bracking, like the verse in parentheses. Like, wait, what? Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm giving hits to niggas on some. Don't even mention it. Like, just hit me back. Like, hit me back whenever. Never or don't. I ain't tripping off of it. <laughs> like, and then the NBA young boy shit. The last <clears throat> verse is just like. Yeah. Young boys take some of that money and set it aside. Not paying your taxes is actually a federal, federal crime. crime. You niggas obsessed with me and I don't know hetero vibe. Handle be so quietly, you think we letting it slide. Next thing you know, we tiptoeing past enemy lines. This and me so long ago, we making your memories, memories fly. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I'm saying. Like his his ability, the the way he wrote this record. I said I said it on Patreon. It's kind of like he was writing like battle bars, so to speak. Where it's you, like, you know what? I'm, I'm really thinking about it. You know what line a lot of people are missing on this, John? When he said, "I got you bowing down, but the footage is safe." Thank God, another the USB, USB to put in yeah, the US safe. billion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Y'all get some more money too. Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk that money shit, Drake. Talk that money shit, Drake. <laughs> Yo. Thank God at the crib dipping my foot in the lake. I swear they turned me into a villain. I couldn't escape. Like, not saying I'm the best at what I do. I'm just saying that it's me versus whoever. I want to lose. That was the best line of the John to me. 8 a.m. in Charlotte is just, it's 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 perfect. You know what I'm it's saying? It's nothing to dislike about it. Like, and, I, and I pointed out two things that I thought I disliked about it. And even with that, still, it's still an A+. Plus. Because sure in the structure, it's like, we can do this rap nerd shit where we dissect shit line for line and make it not make sense or make it not good or whatever the case may be for argument's sake. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing. But it's like, like you said, when you add the full picture to it, it's almost like taking a corner of the Mona Lisa and then expecting people to understand the full picture. You can't really, you can do it, but you can't really do that. Yeah. No, that's real shit. Like when I heard it, the beat immediately you know, had yeah. me. And I'm like, damn, who is this? I go and look. I'm like, oh, the shit, that's Grizel. That's Conductor. And I'm just like, God damn. Like, and hearing it, like, when Drake get those, like, the 30 for 30 freestyle, yeah. that beat where he can kind of slow down and really pop off every line, sort of like Lemon Pepper freestyle, mm-hmm. that's when he's at his best. So I'm just like, damn, I kind of went here Drake on all Grizel. That would yeah. be kind of dope. Like, so I, I enjoyed 8 a.m. in Charlotte a lot. BBL love is... Funny as shit. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. That's just funny. I think as shit. that the, Have you notice women love it? Yeah. Yeah. Women keep I posting think, it. I up think and down the, 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 the the lyrics of the singing parts is hilarious. It's just it's comedy. But then once he got into the rapping part, yep. I'm like, oh, this nigga rapping, rapping. Straight up. But the comedy to the first two verses is so like what the fuck are you doing? That no. like I can't really take it serious. But he, my favorite line of the album is, "I'm a saint, I, I Franklin yeah. saint a bitch." I said, "Oh, that's that's a caption. That's a bar right there, that's dog." A bar right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, BBL love is funny as shit, but it's an interlude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what it made me think of? I like, remember Bria's interlude. Yeah. Like, it's like shit like that. It was like, yeah, we making music in the interlude, but it's an interlude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the song I probably just don't need on the whole album, Gently with Bad Bunny. I don't need it. You know I'm bad. I'm yeah, team I know you bad, a bad bunny. Fan, bad, right? It's me, bad bunny. <laughs> no, I fuck with bad bunny. I, man. I think I was kind of probably expecting MIA. Yeah, like that. Academic said the same thing. Yeah, I was kind of guess I was expecting that. And then Academic he, said it sounded like Drake and Forty uh, loaded up Google Translate for the first like eight <laughs> bars. It just made the most like random innocuous like Spanish no, rap man. they could make, and then came in with the rest of the song. And he was like, "Yeah, when you come in," he was like, "When you come into uh, into that Spanish, that Latin world, you got to make Bad Bunny sing you like his hottest shit, and then you fit in around him. Like you shouldn't be the one like leading that record." But I like it. I I don't have a rating for it. I just got all fire emojis next to it. I fuck with it. I think that shit gonna go off in Ibiza and Puerto Rico and all that shit gonna go off. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's, it's gonna do what it's, it's gonna, gonna do. it's gonna go off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm just not. I you think know. that's a sleeper to eventually hit number one, like on week you know three, four or something like that. Once they service that record and all of that, I think that's gonna be a sleeper to hit number one. So that's my bold prediction from the album. I fuck with that drum. You you know I you know I turned this guy. Down. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know I wasn't going for this nonsense. Uh, Rich baby daddy with sexy. Listen, red. it's so bad. Dante said it was actually good. It's so bad. Dante normally hates everything. Um, so I was shocked by that. I, I, all right, so here are my thoughts on Rich Baby Daddy. It's awful. Um, I never need to hear <laughs> Big Sexy and Drake ever again. Um, and unless it's a teenage girl, <laughs> I don't. My thoughts. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Um. <laughs> And unless it's a teenage girl, I don't ever want to hear nobody rapping to my boo. Yeah. Because you know that's the sample. Um, Drake said, and I quote, (laughs) Rolly gang, Patty gang, rich baby daddy gang, I'm with Red like I'm at a Cincinnati. I cut that shit up. Like, what the fuck is this old McDonald had a farm (laughs) ass rap you did, dog? What's wrong? Rolly gang, Patty gang, rich baby dad. This is the man that gave us Lemon Pepper Freestyle. No, he just gave us eight <laughs> On the same album. Oh, my God. That song is so bad. <laughs> oh, McDonald. I was that oh, This podcast is great. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck else you want to get a fucking old McDonald, McDonald reference? <laughs> Rolly gang, Patty Yo. gang, rich baby daddy gang. Yeah, I heard, I heard, uh, uh, what, Big Red, what's Sexy. her name? She said, uh, shake that asshole. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do Let this. Let that coochie breathe. Let that coochie breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Take that ass Yo, to Drake. Man. Now shake that ass for me. I say, Yo, this is a joke. I said, I, I give her management and all of them some credit because they have infiltrated places that just weren't supposed to be. They going through the top of the charts, man. They, uh, they said on chart data last night, she now has 10 million monthly listeners for the first time in Spotify history. The Drake effect, my man. I, I, I just, I can't believe it, man. 
It's such a bad song. It's terrible. It's not even like one of those, like, how Plaza had those records that were so bad that they was good. Like yeah. Becky and shit like that. Yeah. Like, yo, this is awful, but yeah. this is great. This is art. Yeah. This is cinema. That's just a that, bad that, song. That, for sure, in a way, is the worst song. That's a horrible it's song. A, it's a, just a dumbass no need. Like, remember how when Meek, when The Undertaker made Meek delete his diss track yeah, from the internet? Yeah, yeah. I want this shit scrubbed yeah, from the internet. Like, yeah. pay my man from Billions, yeah. <laughs> the one that worked for Bobby, that be fucking doing all this snooping. This is one of those songs where it's just like, this kind of justifies the Joe Button. The outrage. Over. Yeah, like, because, and, and and we just, all the way honest, like, we've told y'all about highs on this album. Yeah. Shit that I'm just like, God damn, that was one of them Jones. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I don't even think I came into it on some, like, bias shit, but I'm just like, there, you, so, like, what's really good? Like, uh, uh, what's a good ass food that we all like enjoy? Uh, good ass food we all corn ribs from Komodo. <laughs> okay, I, I, I was gonna say like um, General Souls chicken. General Souls chicken, it's good all the time, universally if, good. If I go get a handful of shit out of the toilet <laughs> and put it in the General Souls chicken, there's no way that the the general is gonna overpower the shit. Exactly, and that's kind of. And what the point that you're making is a great artist working with a awful artist is more likely that they're gonna pull you down than you're gonna pull them up. Like you and her weren't about to haul off and make like. Alicia Keys and and uh you know what was the, uh diary, diary with, with uh, yeah. what's his name uh who's that singing on diary uh, is it, is it R- Raphael Sadiq was it Sadiq not is it, Sadiq is it RL no who the fuck was that singing on diary so I can't remember right now I can never remember who sang on Alicia Keys diary Tony Tone Tone yeah Raphael yeah Sadiq. yeah Raphael like Sadiq. who like y'all weren't about to do that. This wasn't about to be some Busta Rhymes and Janet Jackson shit. It's so bad. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't even... Uh, uh, they brung SZA into their bullshit. Yeah, like, this ain't even Suge and Michelet. Like, this is just, <laughs> this is just strange. Now I see you on a video with Michelet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just strange. Like, I, I, it's so bad. Yeah, and I, the thing is, it's like, yo, here's, here's the disclaimer, right? Drake has earned the luxury to do whatever the fuck he wants because he's the most decorated artist in Billboard history. Um, he's sold 184 million singles and 170 million albums worldwide. I say, yo, when it's all said and done, like when he has to like actually hang up the plaques, there's going to be nowhere for all this shit to go. Yeah. So it's like he's earned the right to do what he wants. Just certain shit, just like these side missions, do that shit on her album. Like don't do that shit on a Drake album. Like that shit was pretty bad, yeah. Um, what was the next track? It was, God damn it, I came away from it. Hold on. Another Late Night. I'm like, I couldn't think of the name in the next one. All right, so I had Another Late Night in my Could Go Either Way, uh, John. I watched the video 15 times, and... I ain't go. I like this song. I like, <laughs> like it too. I'm embarrassed to like this shit. It's one like, of them Jones. Like, it's some kids bop like, shit. Like, Yo, don't tell nobody. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I like the song. Like you know, I hate Yachty's verse, but it's like yo, it's a fun record. But it's like let's look at it like this, right? If you take Yachty's verse off and add another Drake verse or put a Uzi verse on there, yeah, it turns into a whole different record. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. 
I actually like Yachty on there because it's 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 built. It's almost like it's like a Yachty record featuring Drake. For it, real that's real. how it feels. So I like Yachty on there. It's one of like I'm embarrassed to say I like this record. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what was another song? I was super embarrassed to say I liked. Remember when Ti did "You Can Have Whatever, whatever You, you like? like"? I loved that record. Yeah. Like, absolutely loved that record. Grandmas loved that record too. He's, you ain't got a downgrade. You can get what I get. <laughs> like, I enjoyed that fucking song. I like that record. And it's one of them jokes where like motherfuckers was like, "Man, what the fuck is Ti? <laughs> he made fucking trap music. Like, what the? Fuck? And I'm like, man, shut up. Look, it's the king. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like that song. <laughs> so that's another one of them records where I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I like this shit. Yeah, I like another one. I was waiting to see what you was. I was going to wait to see what you said first. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I'm embarrassed that yeah. I like it, man. Like, Ooh, you embarrassed? I'm embarrassed too, bro. <laughs> Turn that shit up. <laughs> Turn that embarrassing shit up. That's funny as shit, but yeah, I like it. Um, Away From Home. I I stated it earlier. It's arguably the best record on the album. It, it, this don't feel like home anymore. It's just walls, doors, and floors that only I can afford. I, that's cool. And then, like I said, the 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 breaking down all of what he said. I remember being up at Tao, seeing Quincy Jones nigga talking like he proud. I remember like he just kept running mm-hmm. off the joints. The uh, actually pulled it up. The um, I remember Mike designed the owl, then he sued, then he sued the guys, and he ducking into now. I remember. Remember Reese staying at the house and she left me with my dog like she never took the vow. I remember my cousin Ryan in front of me a pound. I couldn't even flip it. Had, Had to, to bring, bring it, it back, back around. around. I remember. I remember printing <laughs> up t-shirts with cow. We in love with the same girl beefing like a cow. I would pick them shits up. Nigga wouldn't even smile. Nigga better crack a smile for we do the nigga foul. To keep it real, I wasn't really gangster until now. I was living on a cloud. I was cried as a mouse. I was in the club getting lost in the crowd. Wasn't doing what I wanted. I did what was allowed. I remember fighting over Monica with Jason. I remember only knowing Andre and Jason. I remember buying all the iceberg from Jason. Jason. Three, three different, different Jasons. Jasons. My life like the Matrix. He was running yeah. away with, with, with that. And I'm just like, damn, this nigga rapping good. Even got on 106 and Park with replacement. He was just fucking that beat around. And yeah. we got to that part when he said, you know, who the CEO of Universal, they saying Lucian, but that just doesn't make sense. Who, who filling up the piggy, piggy bank? Who bringing on the bacon? <laughs> I don't drop on vinyl. This shit's still record breaking. <laughs> I fuck with Away From Home. That, that's my joint. Like, that's my that's probably my favorite joint on the album. And I hate that it's 20 fucking yeah, tracks. Yeah, he buried it. it. He buried that. And I, I feel like it should have... I feel like he could have led off with that, with that song. I, I really enjoy that record. And then the last joint, Polar Opposites. I hate it. <sighs> it just... It, just, it, it, it kind of... ends the album. With, knowing what we know about Drake, when you're talking about the ride... Off of Take Care. When you're talking about Come Through on Nothing Was The Same. Yeah. When you're talking about 30 for 30 freestyle at the end of What A Time To Be Alive. Like, he has a, 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 a almost like a tradition for ending his records with... It felt kind of hear damage. Like... Hear damn. Yeah, yeah. You happy? That, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, yeah. I got a show tonight. <laughs> 21 cups. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I, I, Polar opposites is... I put it in that I could do without it. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think it's bad. I could just yeah. do without it. Like, so, for I me, looking at the track list, it. Virginia Beach was a no for me. Amen was, huh? I love calling for you. Fear of Heights is super forgettable. I like Daylight. First person shooter is nuts. Like I said, I don't give a fuck. 7986, Slime You Out, Bahama Promises, Tried Our Best, Drew Picasso. That Absolute. whole run... 
members masterful. On, members only is dope. And what would Pluto do is just like to seal it all off. Like I want to do all this wild shit to you, but you fucking with a nigga I know. And it's embarrassing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I've been there. Like, all the parties is in. Eh, 8 a.m. in Charlotte is all of that. BBL Love is hilarious. You like Gently. I'm good on it. Rich Baby Daddy could burn. Uh, another late night, embarrassingly, I like it. And <laughs> Away From Home is my shit. All in all, I gave the album a B. I'm right with you. I gave it I a gave, B. I said, I, I, I'm, like, I can't, I'm like, I reserve the right to come back and amend my rating, but if I if you twist my arm and make me give a rating, I'm at like a B B minus, like somewhere between like a 81 to a 85. Like, this is the reality. Nobody is going to recapture what once was had. That's how relationships fail because y'all are living in the past. You have to exist in the present. Drake is at the point now where he's had the most successful tour. Yeah. He's had the most successful albums. He's done all this shit. He's the most decorated artist in Billboard history. It, it, the man doesn't need to drop ever again. His spot is solidified. Same with Jay-Z, same with Kanye. Kanye literally hasn't put on shoes in two years. Think of it, like, not trying to be funny. Do you know Kanye wouldn't get into a Dunkin' Donuts? Because on the door it say, no shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> <Just> outside. <laughs> outside. But who gives a fuck? Y'all do curbside? <laughs> but who gives a fuck? Because it's Kanye West and he yeah. dropped graduation in my dark twisted fantasy. Sometimes you just reach your apex and then you just you do shit. Drake has done a lot more good than he's done bad. Absolutely. In the music scene. So it's like to see people, and that's where I'm going with my y'all weird. My y'all weird of the week is the people who are intentionally missing what the fuck is going on. Where it's like, you were the one who tried to put Drake in front of Raekwon and Ghostface. Right. When that's not what the fuck you yeah. do. Drake is never making a purple tape. It's not happening. Forget that, nigga. Ever. He's never making an Illmatic. He's never making a, what was Joe first, John? Uh, uh, Jealous Ones. That's not happening. Yeah. A Don Cartagena is not happening from Drake. He's not making a super thug. Like nor He's not doing none of that shit. Actually, Nori's music is a lot closer to Drake's than we might like to acknowledge. But that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> Drake's not doing a lot of these seminal, hardcore, gangster rap albums because he was never a hardcore gangster yeah, he can't, rapper. He can't make the war report. Drake he can't make the infamous. Drake exploded on the music scene with, baby, you my everything. You all I ever wanted. We could do it real big. Bigger than you ever done. That's what the nigga blew up with. And then the next shit he came back with was, I just want to be successful with Trey songs. I don't know where niggas got this idea that Drake is going to haul off and go in a booth and create a fucking uh, uh, a victory. Like, right. I, I don't know where this idea came from. They made it up. His underground shit that blew was trust issues, yeah. which Khaled flipped into, I'm on one. Yeah. Know where the fuck niggas got this idea that Drake's going in the booth and he gonna haul off and do it? My mind is playing tricks on me like the Ghetto Boys. That's not coming, yo. Think he gonna make a uh, Mr. Scarface? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the chatter in the background. Yeah. Never put my Mac down, nigga. This is Axe Town. Like it's it's not giving it. Like, it's not happening, man. So y'all are weird for intentionally making. You're like making a mark that's being missed, and then you're mad at the mark for being missed. Yeah, I, I think, don't I, get it. I think if he made one small change and just called this a playlist instead of an album, 
everybody's expectations would just go out the fucking window because it's like this but I feels think the like expectations are always there whenever he do anything. Yeah, every time. And it, it's it's unjustifiable. I don't get it because he's not. Think about Drake's first album. His first album, he had a song with Jeezy. Think about when niggas come out in a first album. Think about Rick Ross having Jeezy on his first album. What Jeezy say on there? The Hustlin' remix. Yeah. Hit the Dodge lot, I must have copped six Magnums. Marriott Suite, I must have used six Magnums. Feds on my tail, you know them boys, six flagging. Test the roaster ride, I took them on a coaster ride. G-Mix, remix, I'm still talking white shit. Two million records sold and I'm still talking about bricks. That was Jeezy on Rick Ross' first album. Jeezy on Drake's first album dropped Unforgettable. I done did everything in the A, but fuck Chili. Because you can't get on here and talk about bricks and dope. Right. That's not what he do. (laughs) It don't work. It don't work like that. So it's like to see people create this narrative of like this hardcore rapper that doesn't exist ever. Drake's first album, he did You Fancy with T.I. and Swiss. They're creating, met- his detractors are creating metrics for him that he doesn't have for himself. Bruh. And they, they're they mistaking, like I said earlier in the show, they're mistaking him having fun with him. Yeah, they're, they're mistaking him having fun with him being uninspired or whatever. And it's like, nah, that's just a sign of the times. He's a 36-year-old bachelor. He's a fucking billionaire. He's flying all over the world in a motherfucking cargo jet that's fucking custom-painted by Virgil Abloh, uh, you know, one of his closest friends, with all of his multi-millionaire homies. And, you know, he's the the generational influence to all of these younger rappers. And it's like he's choosing to collab with them and put his arms around them rather than shun them or, uh, you know, act like they don't exist, you know what I'm saying, like the last generation of niggas did. Like, Young Thug said it best. He said, Drake is the is the real GOAT because he's the only one that fuck with us unapologetically. He said, I got 200 songs with Kanye West. Ain't none of them shits came out. Why the fuck you not putting the songs out? Like, you really hindering my career and you holding me back. He said, but I do a song with Drake, that motherfucker coming out the same fucking week. He was like, it's a, it's a different discipline, so motherfuckers got a different level of respect for him. Um, and, you know, I got a couple of points, you know, just about just the general conversation that's going on around Drake in general because it's probably less about this album and more about him in general as people are criticizing him and I kind of want to go into these points and I got a little bit of a soliloquy um I know it's going to suck to hear and people are going to get mad at me but this is the realest shit I can say about Drake and this album as fans in the metaverse we all have opinions and feel like our opinions are valid and important because we all have these phones and we got social media and with that comes engagement But when someone has sustained greatness for an extended period of time, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they actually are above reproach and they become above our criticism. And I'm saying this as somebody that just sat and criticized this album. But the difference between me and Matt and the average person giving their criticism is y'all want him to care about y'all criticism and y'all want it to matter. And it doesn't. And we've gotten to the point where critics want their criticism to matter just as much or more than the music. And it does not. Yellow button yourself. Yeah, it, it does not. It does, the, your criticism does not count more than the music. And <clears throat> when people begin playing the game at these penthouse levels, they're making business decisions on how to curate their audience with the music. So they're making intentional steps forward on this is who I want to see at these shows based on the music that they're making. None of this shit is accidental because they have all the data. Beyonce made, for all intents and purposes, an awful album that was movie-inspired by a soundtrack. 
with a giant paycheck attached to it, the Lion King shit. But we didn't, we we can't critique Beyonce because she's Beyonce. In fact, we don't even talk about it. We don't even mention it in her discography. We don't talk about it. Before I let go <laughs> is absolutely awful. <laughs> I said Frankie Beverly and Maze rolling over in their graves and they ain't even dead. That's how bad. I, yeah. I, it's, it's just terrible. I'm just keeping it. People up. vibe to it every motherfucking time. We gave her the full mulligan on that project, those Mufasa jams. It never happened. She came back with Renaissance and took over the world. Yeah. And to my point, if y'all remember, when I spoke about Renaissance last year, all I said is, I can't rate this because I know it ain't for me. Right. I'm not the target audience. No. So if we ain't the target audience, I shouldn't even have an opinion on the shit for real, right. for real. I, you know what's crazy is? Uh, Lee and her girlfriends went to the concert. Like We got tickets with her. They went to the concert. Yeah. I knew not to go because... This knew the vibes. This, this doesn't feel like Lemonade. Yeah. This doesn't feel like B-Day. This don't even feel like Sasha Fierce. Like, this just doesn't feel like music for me. Yeah. So then when they go to the concert and, you know, the crowd was heavy, other. Yeah. And Lee The was community. Just, and Lee and them was even saying, like, yo, it was a real different crowd from the Lemonade crowd. Yeah. Because Lemonade kind of felt like, you know, going to the roller derby. Yeah. Back in the day. Like, that joint. So they were like a rap concert. Yeah, yeah. Felt like we was at that. <laughs> felt like we was at Soul Train. Yeah. Like, it was like us. And it's like when I saw people posting videos and all of that shit from all these, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a different vibe. Yeah. And that's another, that's a great point you hit. That was dope. If the content or the creation ain't for you, you should have enough wherewithal to not jump out the window sounding ignorant when you know it's not. You know for you. it's not. You know it's all not the signs you. are there, and y'all are ignoring it. So let me finish my point real quick. So Beyonce had a targeted audience, and anyone else who hopped on a train for Renaissance was a bonus. Mm -hmm. She knew who she wanted in the, to see in a crowd, and because Beyonce is the most decorated artist in Grammy history, she is one hundred thousand percent beyond reproach. We can't criticize her; it doesn't matter. I remember when B Day came out, and people trashed that shit. And at that point, only social media we had was Facebook and Black Planet. That was it yeah. in my space. That was it. And about 30, 45 days later, once you start going to the club, you start seeing her performing on this TV show, and that, it changed the perception of the album because she made a yep. performance-driven album. Yep. Everything is not going to be dangerously in love. She's intentionally attacking different pockets of, of creativity and stuff like that because it reflects in the audience, and you have to grow the audience. So Beyonce has earned the right to do whatever she wants. Kanye West, he's made more perfect albums and classic albums than anyone in the history of music, not just rap. Yep. He made Poopity Scoop and we laughed at it. You know why? <laughs> because he's fucking Kanye West. He yep. interpolated Panda into another song and we allowed that shit. Yep. Because Kanye is beyond reproach when it comes to music. He's above our criticism because we've never seen anyone from any genre produce five or six classic albums of their own not to mention breathing life into the whole Rockefeller, including the other producers in Jay-Z. Not to mention literally saving Pusha's career because Pusha wasn't fucking with Pharrell at the time. If there's no Kanye, Push might got to go fucking buy a quick trip or some shit in Norfolk and be an owner-operator. It might have been over. I'm going there. Kanye helped twist his career. He helped Consequence career. Jamie Foxx career. He gave, he gave Common a whole new career. Yes. You remember when Common turned into a bad bitch? Yep. Fucking with. Remember Common, you was like kind of like drinking 40s and wearing yeah. scullies and shit yep. like that? <laughs> Kanye turned that nigga into a sex symbol. Like Lupe Fiasco. Kanye, yeah. 
So I, reproach. So I say all of that to say this. Um, I know y'all are kissing your teeth, anticipating my statement, because you know it's coming. Drake is beyond reproach, man. He's put enough numbers on the board and given us enough classic material and been under the microscope for 15 years to where now he's in rarefied air with people like Beyonce, Kanye, Jay-Z, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Michael Jackson, Prince, Aretha Franklin, Madonna, Marvin Gaye, Biggie, Tupac. It's not a particularly long list, but he's on it. And he has afforded himself the luxury to take risks and make whatever fucking music he wants. He's the most decorated artist in Billboard history, multiple number ones. He's got five diamond singles. Yep. 184 million singles sold and almost 180 million records sold worldwide. Not to mention, Jimmy Iovine said he's the smartest and most talented person in the music business. Not to mention, Lucian Grange said Drake doesn't have a budget. He gets whatever he wants. So when it comes to music-related opinions, who do I trust? Two of the greatest executives <laughs> in the history of the business who work with Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, The Dog Pound, Eminem, 50 Cent Game, Kendrick, TDE, Wayne, Cash Money, Nikki, Jay-Z, Puffy, or some disgruntled niggas on the internet. Bruh. Mic drop moment. Bruh. You, I don't care what y'all think. Listen, man. And I'm positive Drake doesn't either. Listen, I'm going to say this. And uh, I got a chance to, like, look around and see the different thing pieces and different things that are being said. Some of y'all have bad music takes just on the strength. You know what I'm saying? Again, get some more sex, maybe a new Live some more life, travel a little bit more. I get it. Find yourself in different environments other than the clock bar. Or Twitter. (laughs) And you'll be better. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being all the way live with you. Like, I get it. I totally understand it. But when you see these music takes from people who are not scorching hot or can't put any flame to anything, it's like, yo, that's got a little bit of extra on it, bro. Mm -hmm. The Joe Button shit. It was extra. People literally, I I, I saw the comments and I'm like, maybe people don't really understand. Joe Buttons has made no less than 72 diss records about the man. Easily. Easily. Talked about him on another 72 shows. Like, easily. And Drake in that moment yesterday is probably just like, bro, if you think I made anything on here for you... Or the mood, the mood musicers. You are crazy. You out your biscuit. You are, you are out your biscuit. <laughs> That's a real thing. Because think about, just think about us in the podcast landscape. We've said it before. We don't do what y'all niggas do. At all. At all. So I'm not thinking about your fans or your listening base. I'm thinking about mine's. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, and, and and this is the crazy part. I want this to be like addressed. I see all the little dumb shit. I see them dumbass tweets. People send them to me. Mm-hmm. Be try not trying to be funny. It's a lot more hoes that fuck. Let me shut up. <laughs> I see all the little goofy shit. Yeah. But in the end of the day, when I talk on this, I'm not talking for you. Right. I'm not talking for your fans or whatever the fuck it is you. I'm talking for the people who genuinely like TRPE yeah. and like listening to Matt and Chad. And I think people at times, because they're so they're so unaware or so self-absorbed that they think... Self-absorbed ev- is a great word. They God think damn. everything that happens is for them. When Dixie Cup put the fucking winner theme on the Dixie Cups, <laughs> they don't give a fuck about you that's not buying Dixie Cups. <laughs> right. 
This is for our this audience. This is for our base of people who buy Dixie cups and yeah. like the fucking holidays, you motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> and you be having to try to like almost remind yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of where Drake was at in that post. Like, yo, 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 yo. You quit rap, nigga. For all intents and purposes, you are a failure at rap. The game retired you. You didn't retire. It put you out. The game they put took you out. you out back and put you out your misery. I need y'all to understand, this is someone who failed at being able to just stay relevant. Fuck going forward or pushing the genre forward. You failed at being relevant. And now you're on here critiquing what someone is doing who's consistently going forward. Yeah. I'm consistently going into new space, new ground, new elevations, and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Four straight years with a song debuting at number one. That's Michael Jackson, Elvis, step. Janet Jackson, nigga, I'm in that. Think yeah. about it. You never thought you'd see a rapper get to Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, Elvis, and the Beatles level. But here we are. Here we are. And I think at times people really, really have this thing of, I feel this way, so that's the way the world needs Yeah, this got to be the mass, this, this is the macro opinion, and it's, it's not. It's not that. Because at the end of the day, all I can do is represent me. All you can do is represent you. We have crossover in things that we agree on. We have certain disagreements. Um but it's like all we can do is represent our own individual thought processes and our own fucking uh, feelings on certain things. We don't speak for a large fucking. I don't. I don't think I represent. I'm representative of a large audience. I know I have unpopular opinions at times. I'm okay with that though, and I can substantiate my unpopular opinions the same way I can fucking have with my opinions that the fray is agreed is agreed upon. Y'all can't even articulate your arguments. Y'all make straw man fucking arguments like about certain things and like y'all want y'all opinion to be the majority opinion. And a lot of times it don't be. And it, it takes so little pushback to un to fucking uh unravel your 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 statement or your opinion. Yeah. It's very easy. Small yeah. amounts of pressure are just shit just falls right yeah. there. Like a gun. <laughs> like four pounds of pressure. Shit just go with the fuck off. But I say all of that to say, doing what you believe in or what you feel is right in your heart, there is literally no justification for anyone to feel some type of way about that. Yeah. Especially if what you're doing ain't for them. And that's the part I really be having to like think about when I see, because it only happens with this person. Because let's be real, Snoop Dogg has a reggae album. The world didn't drip. Nas got a, has a Nas, gospel album. Nas got a reggae album. World didn't trip. Nas dropped an album called Nigger. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Then it's showed called, up to what award was with, with nigger shirts on? It's called Nigger. <laughs> this is a bad idea. <laughs> Everybody told him. This is a bad Even idea. Even the niggas helping with the album is like, you probably should just call it something else. <laughs> I get the messaging, but you could just call it something different. Like... Yo. We probably want to reel them in differently yeah. than, than nigger. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's a loaded term. Yeah. But you 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 have this person who drops an album or does anything musically, and the whole that's really called an album, nigger. No, straight nigger. <laughs> and and you got this person who drops an album, and the whole universe, good, bad, indifferent. Everybody has an opinion. Fan, non-fan, or na. Yeah. 
is jumping out the fucking window. And it's just like... Niggas reactivating Twitter accounts to have something to say. I got to get in on this. Oh, man, we slandering Drake. Oh, bet. Waiting on this. (laughs) Waiting on this since honestly, never mind. And I'm going to say this. The fans of Drake are going to keep listening to the music. Yeah. The people who hate Drake are going to keep listening to... Yeah, I ain't heard one nigga yet say, I'm done listening to Drake. I can't take this shit no more. Bro, I posed that question on Twitter yesterday. I said, yo, I'm not saying that I'm pro... At this point, I hadn't made a determination. I said, I'm not saying I'm pro or against the album. But hear me out, guys. I'm going to ask a real question. I want a real answer. I got a better one for you. The general consensus that y'all come on here with every time this nigga puts music out is the nigga's washed, he's making TikTok music, and he ain't been top-tier Drake since 2017. With that in mind, why don't y'all just ignore him and let him die out? You know who niggas ignored? Roddy Rich. Yeah. Niggas, it's over. They don't have an opinion. (laughs) They don't give a fuck. Like, I'm the last nigga on earth. Me and Roddy Rich Mom, the last people on earth in Kifa listening to this nigga's music. <laughs> it's on. A&R. <laughs> the last three motherfuckers on earth listening to this nigga music. That's so it's like, y'all have shown a propensity that when y'all really don't fuck with something, y'all just let it die. Y'all yeah. ignore it. Yeah. Y'all refuse to ignore this nigga. I, it was a girl on Instagram this morning. I thought I was being funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I thought I was, thought I was being, being funny. <laughs> she put on her story... She said, Drake albums have been trash since nothing was the same. Nothing was the same came out in 2013. Yeah, a decade ago. So we're talking about 10 years. So you've had, that was his third studio album. This is his eighth. So he's had five studio albums and a playlist and another album, all the cash money, all the shit. Yeah. She said, all of his albums have been trash since nothing was the same. So all I said was, and you you listen to all of them? <laughs> That was what, and I had the, 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 the this emoji. <laughs> and I went back to check it and I was blocked. blocked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get your bitch ass out of here. <laughs> Fucking Fuck funny you, guy. Fuck you, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Funny fat motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you, little Teresa <laughs> fat boy. <laughs> I, I went back to check it. Because I, I was waiting for an honest response. Yeah. If Drake album's been trash every time, why won't you just tune and they, out? And you think they trash? You think it's trash, and he don't? Why are you listening to the album? That's the part no one can answer. Cause I'm not a fan of uh, Olivia Rodriguez. Yeah, I haven't listened to an album. I have no. I can't tell you a track. But y'all who hate the man and hate his music. <laughs> You got, know every song. Got every fucking song choreographed. You got it all written down. How does that work? My uh, sh- shout out my man Brandon. He said uh, he, he said it's a great question, but motherfuckers is lying. He said them uh, them them uh, those minutes played recaps at the end of the year tell on their ass every time. Yo, yo, I was drinking your top three, and you hate this nigga <laughs> every year. <laughs> I saw somebody last year and posted Joe was like, damn, I can't believe I listened to this much Drake. Because he one of the niggas that talked crazy. Yeah. Drake was like number four on his joint. And it'd be like, yeah, nigga, because if you didn't listen to it, you'd have nothing to say. Yeah. I told you all the time, that Howard Stern private part shit, that plays in my head ever, all the time. Because it's like, he said, yo, this nigga's number one. He's going to beat Imus. How? He's like, let's look at the numbers. His fans, they listen to him for an hour and a half every day. He was like, why? He was like, most common answer. They want to see what he's going to say. 
He was like, okay, what about the people who hate him? He said, very good. The people who hate him <laughs> listen for two and a half hours every day. He said, how can that be? He said, most common answer, they want to see, see what he's going to say next. <laughs> <laughs> like, the people that hate you are always going to listen more than the people who love you. Yep. That's how I know. They're always going to do that. Always. It's never going to not be like that. Because the people who love you, they already know what to expect. There's no rush to judgment. Yeah. I, I know what I'm getting with this album. It's like, you ever, uh, like, like, what's one of your favorite colognes? Like something you've bought over and over. Uh, the, the Valentino Uomo. The red one? No, the uh, the the clear bottle with the brown okay, liquid. Okay. That one, yes. I when you buy it, you don't rip it out of the plastic or go crazy because you 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 know what to expect. I know. You just know. I wear it when I wear it. You just know, and that's kind of one of those things for me. It's the PDM Percival. I'm like on my fucking third bottle of that shit. Yeah. I love that shit. I know. It's what it's my. It's, I, I know. And when you know what to expect, you know what you're getting. You don't have to do that. Yeah. But when I see that the album comes out at 6 a.m. and you got a review done at 6.42, I know this is junk. Man, I see the review at 6.09. Dog, <laughs> dog. I said, bro, it's 6.09 a.m. Like, this is this is egregious. Yeah. Like, like, are you in Germany? Yeah, like, like I, why is this nigga, coming? Nigga said I, wo- I, he said, I woke up early to hate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God Damn, y'all are invested. One thing I will say is hilarious. Y'all are committed. <laughs> like, the, yeah, man. y'all are committed. Like, y'all refuse to just leave him where he is, man. Like, just leave the nigga alone and let him die out. Y'all won't because y'all won't have shit to talk about. Did you see the projected numbers? Yeah, 450. 450. Uh, 17 out of the top 20, including the top nine on a uh, bill, top nine in a row on Billboard. Yeah? Yeah. 17 out of 20. Shit. One through nine, all Drake, Dennis, uh, Doja Cat, uh, Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red, then number 13, Teller Swift, Cruel Summer, uh, then SZA, number... And this is the Hot 100? Nigga! Yo! Look at this. Means- look at it. They, are, they got the point system on there and all of that shit. He's obliterating fucking the billboard. You know that that that's a record then having nine of the top ten. Yeah, because he had seven of the top ten. Yeah. And he tied with Janet Jackson and uh, the Beatles. So shit, he's about. It's not on vinyl, but the shit's record breaking. <laughs> yep. Damn. No bundles. No fucking artist merch package. None of the shit that niggas is doing to sustain themselves. None of it. I don't give a fuck. It's projected to be a number three. Yeah. Yeah. He about to have a number three. Damn. He about to be popping it heavy. 7969 is uh, going to be number nine. Bahama, tried our best. 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Members only. All the parties. What will Pluto do? Rich baby daddy. That's crazy, man. God damn. Oh, Slime You Out. Wait. Okay. Yeah, Slime You Out is going back, back up the up. chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slime You Out is back up the chart. That that's kind of nuts. So now, have you peeped the the portion of we don't fuck with Drake social media that's now saying, oh, well, he 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 always sell, you know what I'm saying? So so that don't mean nothing. Like the real test would be if he and it's like, no, y'all got all of these age appropriate artists that y'all can listen to that are making the exact music y'all want him to make, but y'all don't appreciate them as much as y'all are mad at him for not making that music. Yeah, because for his great quote-unquote, as the Nas six album run is, I don't think all of them together did 450 first week. Fuck no. You know what I mean? 
Serious, I'm not trying to be funny. No. I think East Jones between like 30 and 40 first week. Yeah. So, and that's what y'all want to hear. Yeah. Y'all want to hear some good, you know, astute old English raps. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some cigar bar some, tunes. Yeah, some block tales. <laughs> that's what y'all want to hear. Yeah. I don't get it. And everybody's saying that that's like an amazing run. I'm not really that a big of a fan of it. But everybody's saying how great it is. You got Royster like, 5'9", his run with Primo. Like, you got, you have records that are addressing the shit that y'all want. Yo, and y'all know, don't champion those records more than y'all are mad at him for not making them. Did you know Primo's from Texas? Yeah. Yeah, crazy as shit, right? Yeah, right outside of Houston. Yeah, wild as fuck. Like, but yeah, man, Um, end of the day, like I said, you just got to do what you think is right and what you feel in your heart. I think that's the dopest part in this podcast is that for now over 500 episodes on the main feed and on our Patreon, we've came up here and dubbed what we thought was right. Mm-hmm. We've had high emotional moments. We've had super down bad moments. Yeah. You got down <laughs> bad with Chad. You got y'all weird. You got you. It's just people have, have grown into this with us and you know, just we do shit like this. We, but understand Drake is that person where you can just waste a show doing an album review. Yep. And everybody, when we did this, the Certified Lover Boy, everybody loved that episode because it's like everyone gets it. Yeah. We can't come up here and do a goddamn Birdman album <laughs> fucking review. They'd be like, all right, now. What the fuck are you talking M- about? Miss Gladys number three. <laughs> like, like, come on now. Like, like, why are we doing a breakdown on brrr, yo, part eight? Like, as good as Puff new album is, we couldn't do a breakdown covering that shit the whole show because it's like it's not it's just not gonna resonate. But this guy with his music, it resonates, and yeah. everybody, whether you super on this side, super on that side, it forces you to have a feeling, and that's the part that it's the FOMO aspect. Yeah, because of FOMO, motherfucker will hate this nigga. Be like, I gotta listen because I don't want to miss out. And I saw Kev that they kept posting like uh, the lines when he's just like, yo, this shit is getting worse and worse. And it's just like, yeah, when you really sit back and listen to the shit being said on here, a nigga that can get on a rap and say, y'all niggas taking pictures on a golf stream, that's another level of arrogance. Yeah. 300 acres PGA on the premises. It's another level. Different level, man. Chrome Heart Cullinan just to take pictures. We on some other shit, guys. 21 got a fucking passport straight out of the consulate. <laughs> Nigga, we on some other shit. He was doing that 10 years ago. Yeah. Your girl got a DUI, make the call to get her through customs. Say your best friend, girl, get your paperwork right. You know what's up for the night. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing that shit. So it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, I like it. I gave yeah. it a B. I think it's a pretty good album. Yeah. But I am a Drake fan, and I was waiting on this type of music. Literally, like seven nine six nine had me sitting there stuck Man, the other day. Seven nine six nine is work pressure. Work. Drew Picasso is work. Yeah. Seriously, them what songs, would Pluto do? Oh, <laughs> like that. Them Tim Jones had me sitting there stuck the other day. Like, God damn, man, this is got to got got called Dunbar. Got to get the lawsuit <laughs> together. <laughs> I got to get the lawsuit. I got together. a couple IG comments I want to read. Right. Uh, you said you had some other good, music bad, shit. ugly, and I want to throw okay. this music joint at you. We going to rap. Uh, Ebro said, adults don't stream music all day long. He's making business decisions. That got some pretty uh, some pretty good reviews. Uh, somebody said, Future is 40. It still makes music for the young ones, and no one complains about age or nothing. But niggas want Drake rapping about insurance and 401ks. <laughs> <laughs> insurance. 
somebody else said, he's not used to this. We spoiled him into thinking he can't miss. A lot of artists has gone through a rough patch or two, but Drake never has and is mostly, most definitely showing. Take this one on the chin and keep it moving, Drake. Then somebody, the person came under him and said, y'all literally hate on everything he dropped. How is he not used to this? Yeah. I saw a very good, uh, I think it was from, I, what, it was one of those personalities, but basically was like, about the Joe Button shit, like, yeah. stop making music for the younger people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, in 2009, Jay-Z dropped an album with Drake, J. Cole, Kid and Cuddy. Kid Cudi. Was that him doing some shit that he, like, you can't say that because that's what you're supposed to do when you're the big dog is ingratiate exactly. the youngins with you to take some of your heat so that we have some stars when I die. Exactly. And again, nepotism, it's so frowned upon that people look at things like that as like, you're a weirdo for associating with this. When in reality, it's like, no, you're supposed to do this shit. Man, I'm just trying to help. I'm just, just lifting niggas up. Drake, ain't, <laughs> Drake literally gave Young Blue a whole life. Speaking of which, Young Blue got a good-ass song with Tor. Yeah, Have fire. Have dog? Like, Drake, Drake literally gave Young Blue a whole life. Yeah. Here, just take Young that. Blue said the offers went from 250 to $7 million. Just take <laughs> Pay me back whenever or, or don't. Dog, you, oh, you fuck with my man, Demarcus. All right, bet. Yo, you fuck with Boogie? All right, yeah. I got you. Straight up. I send it back tonight. Yeah. Crazy. Gave him a heater. Whole career. Shame to tell my friends the things I do for you. Because they know that you would never do the same for me. Yep. Uh, so then the nigga said, nah, see, it's a difference. We When generalized haters hate, it's to be expected and easily brushed off. But when your true fans don't even like it either, that's a different story. I'm just like, yo, your niggas are making up shit. Said niggas don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are just lying yeah, at this point. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Niggas don't stream the music they telling Drake to be like, but want him to change so he fall off. Yeah. Yeah, what you said. Like, th these motherfuckers are crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then there was uh, another John that somebody had that was like, this really summed up everything. Uh, shout out at Fullport underscore on Twitter. I want to give him his credit for this because he smoked niggas with this one. Hove rapped about Basquiat and Warhols. Y'all called him lame and elitist. Drake hang around younger artists and stay in touch with the current trends, and he lame too. LMAO. Yeah. Nah. You can't please niggas. No. Nah. Because, like I said before, all niggas reserve the right to do is complain yep. and talk shit. It's free. Like, they ain't, Elon to toying around with charging for Twitter. He need to start. Because some of y'all is shut the fuck up. Because right now, y'all will not be quiet. Y'all refuse to shut the fuck up. Completely. I think people just put it in their minds what... <laughs> it's almost like people A&R their own Drake album. Duh. And then when the album don't sound how they envisioned yeah. it sounding in their listening session, <laughs> they all hell be breaking loose. And I said the other day, I think it's I think it's beautiful with music where you can just create a flow or create a sound. Yeah. Because think about how sounds and flows come up, come about, and you didn't know that you needed that. Look at seven nine six nine. I didn't know that I needed Tizo saying. Dogs will be dogs. But now. But I'm walking it's, around it's a life just arbitrarily. <laughs> I got out the car earlier at the gym. Dogs will be dogs. Like, you don't realize you need that. Or the, the song with him and Cole. 
I, I, you know, I'm about to click out on this bit. Like I'm saying that in the gym, like yeah. you, you don't realize how, how life is affected by sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, seeing it just happen and seeing people just arbitrarily for whatever reason, man, I'm dismissing all this shit. It's like, no, 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 no. This isn't just anyone. This isn't just any old thing. You don't have an album where nobody seems to be able to sell more than 90K in a week. You don't, Most of these motherfuckers, 30K. You, you don't have an album come along, do a half a mil, and have 17 of the 20 tracks on Billboard without there being something going Yeah, on. there's some sort of groundswell attention. Yeah, this isn't, like, they, they, they're not doing this because, like, somebody dropped the Bible <laughs> on Apple. <laughs> you know, like, Genesis, Exodus. Like, <laughs> right. It's not that. It's like, yeah. this is real live music and sound. So people obviously are liking the tunes and, like, listening to them enough that... Slime You Out came out. Y'all tried to pan that. That's going back up. Yep. You know why? Because hearing it come on at the end of the BRAK radio breakdown is like, damn. It turned it into a new record. Yeah, that's It made it good. a fresh record. Right. So what was the music thing you wanted to do? So the music thing was, I saw this on Reddit, on uh, the Nas community of all places. Shout the, out to Reddit, man. The, Reddit has become a real, real It's good. a real resource, man. Yeah. I love Reddit. A um, lot, lot of hoes on there. But anyway... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the greatest album makers of I can all hear Jules right now. Word, word, word. word. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest album Shout makers of all time is six people. Album makers? Yeah. Do you want to guess who they are? They're producers, not Dr. artists. Dre. Okay, you got one. Is this all genres? It's, it's six of them total. It's uh, I'm all, saying, is it, is it from all no, genres? It's just no, rap. Just rap. Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Puff. Nope. Wow. Uh. Pharrell? Nope. And this is album creators? Six album creators. You got one. Ty Dolla? Guys that did full albums top to bottom. Oh, like created a specific album. Yeah, for, oh. for themselves or other people. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Dr. Dre, Jay Dilla? Dilla's not on there. Wow. Yeah, fuck me up too. And I, lo- I love Dilla. I'm, I'm, a re- I'm a reformed Dilla fan. Uh, Created albums top. Is Primo on there? Primo. Primo, Dr. Dre, Alchemist. Alchemist is not, Alan the Chemist is not on there. (laughs) Alan the Chemist is not on Uh, there. Alchemist, you said Primo and Dr. Dre are on there. Are on there, yeah. Q-tip? Q-tip. You're getting good, boy. Q-tip. There's there's one obvious one that you're missing, for whatever reason. Obvious one? Sneakers. Sneakers? Make sneakers. Kanye? Kanye. Oh, I mean, I kind of was saving Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Dre, Kanye. The last two you're never going to get. Hold on. You said, I said Q-Tip. Q-Tip, Dre, Primo, and Kanye. And Kanye. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me get it together now. <laughs> Makes music, top to bottom. I probably wouldn't get it. I so bad want to say Lil John, but I know that's probably not on there. Swiss Beats? Boom Bap. Boom Bap. Oh, High Tech? No. I mean, not High Tech. Um, who's their producer? Is it him? High Tech is their producer. It is High Tech. Yeah, yeah so it's not High Tech. Know. All right, who is it? Hit Boy. Hit Boy. And Mad Lib. 
Mad Lib. Mad Lib did all of Freddie Gibbs albums, and he did. The oh, Mad- that's why I've never yeah, heard exactly. Of this I said you're not. You're oh, yeah. not. Yeah. So, so here's the projects that they listed from these guys that made them the greatest album makers of all time: Hit Boy, Magic Three, King's Disease Three, and Magic One. Hit Boy's out. <laughs> Hit Boy easy. out. Uh, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, Doggy Style, 2001. I don't think nothing beats that. Primo, Moment of Truth. Full clip and prime with um, uh, Royce the Five oh, Nine. Yeah, Q Tip, Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders, The Renaissance, Mad Lib made Mad Villainy, uh, Pinata and Bandana for Freddie Gibbs. So Pinata and Bandana, Freddie Gibbs album, Mad Villainy is an album with him and um, what the fuck was Mad Villainy with? Freddie Gibbs? No, it was uh. With MF Doom. Okay. Yeah, MF Doom. Um, and then for Ye, we had College Dropout, Late Registration, and Daytona. Okay. Where are the three albums that they listed for him? Uh, now, keep in mind, the criteria is albums. produce albums top to bottom. And it's only those albums. Well, not necessarily only those albums, but those were the, they gave everybody three seminal albums uh-huh. that they felt like met the criteria. Those were the ones that they chose. Uh, whoever they is. If I'm just looking at those albums listed, it's Q-Tip and Dr. Dre. Q-Tip and Dr. Dre, absolutely. Yeah, like, I agree. Um, Q-Tip doesn't get the respect he deserves at all because he's Q-Tip. And, you know, end of the day... Shout out Kamal to Abstract. End of the day, you don't create Midnight Marauders and the Low End Theory two of, like, the most prolific albums of his... Like, to the point where... I've seen more argument over those two albums as opposed to Illmatic and It Was Written. Real shit. You know what I mean? So you don't create those two albums without some... And you know you know, Q-Tip produced on Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Him, Large Professor, all of like And Pete Rock. Pete Rock. Like, they, they produced on Illmatic. Like, Q-Tip produced for Busta Rhymes and, and Leaders of the New School. Like, Q-Tip did a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, a lot of shit. So he just don't, for whatever reason... And he helped break Jay Dilla yeah, as a producer yeah. also. So just for whatever reason, he's just not viewed in that same, you know, orbit yeah. that 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 like great producers are are viewed in. Um, Dr. Dre showed us what the banger was exactly. as far as like time and time again too. Like not trying to be funny, like I think out of the top ten most successful rap albums, Dre executively produced like six of them or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like you got Fifty Cent is. 13 mil. Yeah. Eminem, Marshall Mathers, 16 yeah. mil. Uh, uh, Snoop Doggy Style was the best, highest selling week yeah. of all time. Chronic is 8 mil. Chronic 2001 did 7 mil. It just is. And I think, was it the Eminem show? Eminem or, show. Or, Eminem show shit, or Eminem Slim show, Shady LP? Game, Slim Shady LP. <laughs> Dr. Dre. Too much shit. He, he just showed us what it meant to like shit to straight out of Compton. Now. Like it's just too much shit where it's like. Yeah. I've done this time. And you remember when... Uh, Shit, Kendrick's first fucking album. You remember when Dr. Dre... I tell you, I take y'all back. Do you remember the song called Say What You Say? Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre and Eminem dissing Jermaine Dupree? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember that shit. But Dr. Dre said on there, I over got... 50 million over records 50 million sold. Million and I ain't had to do it with 10 or 11 year olds. I had to do it with 10 or 11 year olds. What you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, because Jermaine Dupree had Usher, Criss Cross, <laughs> uh, uh... 
Who's Bow Wow? Yeah. Like, yeah, over 50 million records sold. And I ain't had to do it with 10 or 11-year-olds. <laughs> like, that's real. Like, Dre really showed us that shit time and time and time again. From the Wrecking Crew to the expansion of gangster rap to even his, even his mid-90s shit, which motherfuckers kind of, like, blew off. But it's like, yo, you produced a firm. You know what I mean? Like, and then to come back with Eminem and go pop, then find another street cat in 50, then go West Coast again with gang. It's just like, yeah, Cube... I mean, uh, Dre is Dre's not to be. Dre's fun. a goat, man. Like every West Coast legend is directly tied. Well, I ain't gonna say West Coast. Every Compton and West California legend is directly tied to Dre. Yeah. Only motherfucker not directly tied to Dre. That's like West Coast legends is like Oakland niggas. San yeah. Fran niggas. Yeah, so you're talking about Too Short, uh, Too Short E40. E40, all of that. that, that but that's and, a different box. Diff- you're right. And different- then as far as the Southern California motherfuckers, YG and Nipsey really the only ones that and, came and I later. Was, I was going to say Ice-T. Yeah. Just because he was a little, you know what I'm saying? It's funny. Ice-T had a, a funny story to Jody. He said, um, you know, I was before them guys. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And they was like, really? He was like, yeah, I already had two albums out. When NWA hit, that's he's crazy. Like, and he's like, I remember meeting Easy, and he was like, Easy was selling drugs. Easy was doing. He's like, Easy wasn't moving bricks or no crazy shit like that. But he had enough to finance the whole play. And he was like, I remember e- meeting Easy, and Easy was like, Yeah, cute, write this shit. I get on stage and spit it. And it was just like, Yo, nigga, you just out really telling people you don't write <laughs> raps. He was like, And then I hear the nigga on the song like, Cube, write the rhyme. Yeah, I rap. Yeah. Ice Cube <laughs> writes the rhymes that I say. <laughs> And he was just like, yo, this nigga's crazy. <laughs> he was like, I remember Cube telling me, like, I wrote that shit playing around. I think he's, he was gonna really <laughs> he thought he was going to catch it and be like, man, take this shit out. He said, I wrote that playing around. But they was like, have you ever recorded with any of the interviews? He's like, yo, Ren is a monster. That's my guy, Cube. You know, I love Cube. He's like, I've actually recorded with Dre. He's like, I got like five or six songs from like Dre upcoming album that he like sent me to hear because he was like Dre respect my opinion or whatever so he was like production who you like you like Dr. Dre or I forgot the other person he asked he was like who the fuck was it was it it was was it a West Coast person yeah uh Dre or um or uh DJ Quick DJ Quick yeah and he was like I'm going to say quick just because I know if I record with quick, the shit's coming out. <laughs> he was like, because like, Dre had you come to the crib and he'll have a whole band, food, liquor, all that shit. And you have a real good studio session. Get done the shit. He mixing it. He playing it. You like, yo, this shit hard. When it's coming out, Dre be like, it ain't. Have a good night. Get home. <laughs> it ain't. Have a good night. Get home. They said Dre pays $2 million a year for just session players. Yep. yep. To be on call. That's what he was saying. He was like, he'll have a whole band, all that shit. And it's just like, this is not coming out. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to say quick just because I know this shit's going to My fucking Bishop Lamont, Gage, yeah, all them yeah, niggas. Like, this yeah. shit is not coming out, bro. Yeah, no. I, I think Dre is just like too prolific. You know what I mean? And again, that's a, a, a funny rounding out the show. Someone who's beyond reproach. Yeah. I've reached a point where it's like, I don't have to drop ever. Think about if Drake decided to go that route. You know what? I'm going to have sessions at the crib. Lil Yachty going to be here. The city girls. <laughs> Nikki, if she ain't crazy. I'm going to just have sessions. Gonna hey, Nikki, music. when she on her meds. And, and I'm, I'm going to make music and that shit just not dropping. And y'all just going to deal with it. Yep. Motherfuckers been looking for chronic 2023 for 20 years. Well, we're talking about detox since 94. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But once you reach that level, like, not trying to be funny, Dr. Dre gave a pivotal, rap-changing album to four different decades, if you want to be technical. Yeah. I'm not being funny. Straight out of Compton, mm -hmm. changed rap. Doggy style, changed rap. All Eyes on Me, changed rap. Yeah. It altered rap. Niggas got killed behind what was going on with that All Eyes on Me shit. Exactly. Seriously. The Marshall Mathers LP changed rap. Get Richard Die Trying, changed rap. Shit, we had six. Kendrick. Changed rap. Changed rap. Like, dead ass. Dre is part of, like, the most seminal projects ever. It's literally like a couple puffies and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay Prince, like it's a couple <laughs> albums here yeah. and there, but like Dre got all of them joints. So Dre is literally like, listen, I'm in the house, I'm working out. All right, I got all these Air Force Ones. Got these black sweaters. You know what I'm saying? Got these sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just working on songs that ain't never dropping. Fuck you gonna do about it? Man, got a good life, man. He's a fucking billionaire. Oh, Dre filthy rich. Filthy rich. I was reading this shit on, funny, Reddit. But it was somebody... He worked for Apple, and he got invited to a... You know how they do the Yacht Week in Croatia? Yeah. He got invited to come to Croatia in Yacht Week from Jimmy Iovine. And he was, like, getting there and seeing that, like, Jimmy Iovine and them had a 125-foot yacht, and then Dr. Dre had a separate 225-foot yacht <laughs> that only Jimmy Iovine could come on. <laughs> so it was like, Jimmy Iovine was partying with everybody on his yeah, yacht. Yeah, yeah. But then when you want to talk to Dre, you got to exit go, this yacht and go to yeah. the <laughs> It's just like, these niggas have endless money. Yeah. It's just endless. Dre do shit like um, have, have $6 million vacations. Like, you see the Joe was on vacation with Magic Johnson and all that? Like, he, just, he has $6 million vacation, bring 80 people, pay for everything. Like, like what? I was watching the joint earlier, and it was the clip from when Jay did the interview. And it's so funny seeing it because Jay didn't even have hair in the interview. Mm. Remember the joint he did when he was talking about the money phone? Yeah. And he was like, you know, I just, I, I, the money phone, like, it's just, that's not money. Like, we got to get past that type of shit. Like, that's corny shit. Like, money to me is like all my friends sitting courtside in Golden State or further in a business. Like, we, we build these brands. We build Instagram and Twitter and all this shit. Like, it's time for us to do that with our shit. And I'm really thinking about it. Like, yo, that's really all Jay did was become a face to every brand he could get a part of. Mm -hmm. And that's really how you and do get it. motherfuckers paid. That's how you do it. Leverage my celebrity to get my friends and family paid. Bingo. Good job. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the long game. Pause. Yeah, man. I had a crazy pause the other day. <laughs> crazy job. We was in the uh we was in Macy's and we was looking at these, they got like the comforters and I I <laughs> The lady came over, whatever. She's like, "Oh, these are one. These are some of the best comforters. These are like, cause it was like one of those real heavy comforters." Yeah. I, are you a fan of the heavy comforters? Yeah. Don't like make em. you go to sleep. Yeah, I don't like that <laughs> shit. Cause I'm like, I like thinner comforters, cause I get hot. Mm. And I was like, yeah. I, she was like, no, but these ones have some cooling, cooling technology, technology yeah. shit, heat so, release. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about it. She's like, trust me, I use this at home. Did I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I sweat if I put on like a heavy comforter. She's like, trust me, you will not have to worry about this. I'm like, yeah, because the the thick ones they be having me drenched. And her and Lee looked at her. I'm like, I'm the men's department <laughs> over here. <ain't> I? <laughs> I'm gonna go over to the men's department. See if I find a little cardigan. <laughs> Sick that. ones be having Thick me. ones be having me drenched. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> they got some khakis on. <laughs> where, where cotton dockers at? Yo, straight up. Fucking like st Staffords. 
we, me and Kev was talking about it the other day. Shout out, he called me. Like, the Paul shit has come back with a vengeance. With a vengeance, It dog. has come back with it to the point where, like, you can't say shit. You can't say anything. Everybody's waiting for something to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like it's just that that's that is it's yo it's, a nigga had a crazy joint the other day. He said, "Man, I used to uh I used to drink you know a couple years ago, drink two three shots, man. I'd be faded, I'd be falling out, blah blah." He said, "But now I got my grown man throat." <laughs> <laughs> that shit went to the moon, yo. <laughs> Niggas is like, yo, uh, I got my grown, my grown man, man throat. throat. He tweeted this. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, that's wild to tweet that. Cause you had a chance to not. It ain't like you just said it and saying it. <laughs> Grown man through. I said, yeah. "Oh, these niggas is wild. Niggas is wildin'. Niggas is wildin'. <laughs> what do you say? You mind if I wild out? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. I got nothing else for this one, man. Uh, like we said, check the uh the 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 trpe.com. Look on the pages. We're gonna be uploading the uh, Eventbrite link later this week. Um, for the TRP and shit friends. tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, How about it? Yeah. But, uh, TRP and Friends, December 17th. Get your tickets. We got stagger tickets. Everything included. Food, drinks, everything. We're going to have a dope time. Like I said, we're going to do change it up and do something different. Have, like, different types of mm-hmm. of going-zones. Like I said, we're going to have some poetry, little comedians, some other shit. Yeah, we're going to have periodic t- talent announcements every few days right. on who's going to be there, right. who's participating, and all of that, man. Straight up. Had a bunch of poets reach out to me. Like I said, I got my man Art Bully doing the art installation. Shout out Kelso. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, we got some comedians on the bill. Like, it's going to be dope, man. We're going we to have a vibe. We're going to have a good old time. First time, you know, a big event like this produced in this space is going to be dope. Free parking, the whole nine. It's going to be fire. You know what I mean? Don't miss this, John. Straight up. We out. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.